Hail, Trevor Harris, Red Leaf, and welcome to the Bud Tender Series podcast, where we're going to be sitting down with industry professionals and uh, some of my fellow Bud Tenders and talk about the uh, industry as a whole and some of the topics that you guys are interested in. With that being said, today my guest is going to be a fellow Bud Tender and uh, home grower. He's going to be very knowledgeable when it comes to the side of pressing some home rosin as well as uh, a little bit of knowledge on the BHO based concentrate production. It was a blast and I'm really looking forward to seeing how the East Coast compares to the West Coast because he is based out in Ontario. Welcome my guest today, Michael Borg. We're going to dive right into it with you guys right now. I should have set up my fucking green screen. It's the other <laughs> uh, It's all good. We can, I, I'm sure you'll be back on multiple times. Yeah, whenever, dude. Yes, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting it rolling and getting quite a few people on. I've got a the first four is gonna be a fun little blend because I've got you for a bud tender. I've got um uh, sweet MJ Essentials. They do a like accessory promotion around here, but for local glass blowers and like oh, small. Nice. So I met them at a bud tender event in Edmonton. So they're gonna be really, really fun to talk to that way. And then I've got um, the Sticky Greens rep for, like, the national rep, Miguel. I'm going to bring him on and talk to him. Um, I've got, got, like, Uprise. I'm going to be able to hook up with them once they're done their production. Like, I'm going to try and get a very of bud tenders and then get right into the brands and the LPs and get growers and stuff on so we can ask them the questions that everyone's like, okay, we're curious. And if you just go, well, we can't say, at least we know that you're doing something proprietary that, we will we'll take it for what you guys say man i watch all this kind of shit religiously too so i think this is sick as hell like i'll, I'll yeah. be on i'll for sure be a viewer like all the time yeah and i'm really was, really looking forward to it stinky greens is not far from me i've been like i'm literally about to hound them like i'm trying to get a job there oh it and like the cartridges i've had are amazing quality and like the fact I learned that they all fall under Motif Labs, and so the box hot's the same, the feather's the same, the fluorescent. Well, and like, oh, feather too, eh? Feather falls under. I just saw that yesterday. I was looking at the boxes on stock day. Oh, which one's that? Uh, feather uh, Indica uh, full spectrum. Oh, the full spectrum one. I've I've got the uh, the thin mint uh, kit somewhere around here. They have a thin mint, a twisted tangy. And a uh, melon bubble, which is supposed to taste like bubble gum. Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's from a Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. And it it tastes like an after eight bar is what it tastes like. Nice. It is. Yeah. I got to get a new one. This one's pretty much empty. So I didn't (laughs) grab that. That sounds fun. Yeah. This this one's shit. This is a pineapple nuke. This one tastes like like crap oh that divvy i haven't i haven't seen any of the divvy products um for the concentrate side of things we've just had the sour kush and the flow and they they're selling really really well and the the flow i'm not a huge fan of the sour kush i like because i like sour kush um and then their cropped harvest the 10 grams pre-shred well it's just like they were doing that yeah, we've got a sativa and an indica cropped harvest, and they're ten. You get ten grams, and they are. I think they're thirty six ninety nine for ten grams here, and they're oh, ranging between did. seventeen to twenty. We've seen twenty one percent on a couple bags. 
I'm I'm writing this down, bro. I'm trying to give me a set. Oh yeah, for sure. It that's that's the thing is where I'm located for my store, it is crazy the variety of the products we can bring in. Yeah, because you guys get all the, all the shit that we don't get. Well, with with our shop, our consumer base is literally we've got the the variety of everything. So we have our pre-roll hunters that are looking for the single cheap, I want a $5 pre-roll. And then yeah. we've got the people who will come in and drop $50 on pre-rolls and only be walking out with five, right? Like four or five pre-rolls just because they're like, I want quality. I'm going out for yeah. the evening. I'm smoking these. And then we've got people yeah. who come in and buy ounces. And then we get people who will come in and buy $50 eights just because they want quality. Like it's. I was going to say most of the, all the ounce people are typically like, I want something for a hundred or 150 bucks. Uh, everybody else that's, they're all buying like fucking $55 eights. Everybody, our t- like Orangeville is a craft town. Like everybody wants their craft products around here. That and concentrates. Our concentrate that's, cabinet is beautiful. That is really interesting because, like for us, we have like we have that ounce purchase group where it's um, they just want cheap ounce or anything. A buck twenty five is right. One hundred twenty five dollars is right around where we go. Okay, you're getting a good good price point because we've got people going. The hundred dollars aren't. You're going to burn through the availability of those so quickly. If you add that 26 bucks, you're going to open yourselves up to how many different companies and you can change a strain. You'll find that 17% will hit you a lot harder when you're rotating yeah. strains every time you get an ounce. A lot of those like 20 percenters at the hundred dollars, they don't last too long. There's no longevity to the high. There's no. no terpenes anymore left. Well, and they're, and they're usually not cured to the optimal time drive for the optimal time like there's a little bit of a you're you're dropping that twenty dollars for an extra two weeks of work that will save you how much money in the long run because you're smoking less weed and overall right that reminds me we just got in i'm not the biggest fan of quest products but that's just me but we just got the um, ex-wife and point break shred they're doing a blendcraft shred now that yeah we've got that yeah, we had that. We got the Quest Shred. Um, it was the Mac one and like it was a triple cross. I can't remember what the other ones were. And I'm pretty sure I, I may have reviewed it actually. Um, and it wasn't bad quality. It was really woody for flavor. I would be all over that ex-wife. The ex-wife is the only product from Quest that I was impressed by. That was the cushy one. Yeah. Well, it, and it hit. Like it yeah. hit hard. And I tried the Mac one and I'm like, this is... <laughs> like this they're, is not um, not impressive at all for a mac their redneck wedding was my favorite that they had we just There's got a, that in for pre-rolls gmo and trophy wife i can't remember what's in trophy wife but it it tastes like the gmo it does like it's it looks like it was dunked in sugar too it's yeah. beautiful yeah tro and trophy wife is a i think it's a white uh white wedding or a wedding cake cross because it, it's Okay. Like that, those lines, it seemed to, they've got the wedding cake um, lineage and they just kind of crossed into it really well because there's the prenup, which is a wedding cake and GMO cross, I think. Uh, um, what, are you talking about the sugar butt or the quest prenup? Oh, fuck. I, I'm confused. I've got sugar butt on there. That's what the I'm thinking. Bud, Never mind. Sugar butt prenup was wedding cake and Mac one. You're right. I think that was the same as the freshly baked. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm I'm confused. With the companies now. 
It's because you review everything, brother. <laughs> well, and we've got both in store. That's the thing. We got both in store. And people tend to buy one and one and the other. They get the prenup and the ex-wife whenever and both are in the, shock. We got the same same thing going with our in-store brand. So we have our fucking we got the wild florist um, uh, tropical gelato and the oh. done cannabis karma. <laughs> it's the same. They both yeah. sell. <laughs> oh well, it's like Cold Creek Kush when it started. The well, still the amount of Cold Creek Kush on the market is crazy. I'm still we, scared. I'm scared to try it. The vertical one is good. I really, really like the stuff from vertical. That that's the only cold Creek Kush that I will hands down um, support for like an Indica based bud, because I have yet to have any complaints for quality on it. So like that one's actually Indica dominant then because all that, the ones that I've seen are all friggin' sativa dominant. It, it like that vertical, if you can, the vertical one is going to be, Oh, what are we char? What is it charging at? Eighty-five for the half. What? And you're looking at twenty-two plus percent average. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out for sure. Like you, heyday today. <laughs> oh, it, it, that one is so good, and the strawberry cake from Vertical. That's another one that's really good. We got the ounces in on that one two weeks ago, and we set me and my buddy set one aside, and it was the day before I ordered my rosin press. Nice. And I, as soon as I ordered it, I'm like, okay, we're pressing that because it's at 23% THC and like 4.6 terps. Did you start uh, calculating your yields? I'm going to, I haven't started yet. Um, I'm going to start doing it with the uh, Bubba Kush 2.5 and the triple X I have where I've got full because I'm going to be able to do those 14 gram bricks because my pre-press yeah, came in yesterday. Don't wait. Don't wait. All of the, all of the things that you're testing write it down you're gonna have a whole fucking list of notes but in the next two weeks of all the different things that you've tried and what's gonna work the best the like the smallest i'll press now is seven like i'll do seven grams is my standard now yeah i feel like sometimes if i go over and i do like 10 to 14 it starts to spill over my plates because i haven't figured out how to do the proper like um the directional flow yet yeah so i'm kind of just squishing um like just bottle tech and that's it and it's coming out the sides. But so for me, I figured the seven gram worked the best at for now until I figure out the directional flow. But that's the best for calculations. Uh, I tried to do a three and a half grams, and it's you're not getting much. You're gonna get a couple no. da- a couple dabs back, but like seven was seven, you'll get like a gram. I yeah, well, with it's been the what was it, the ice cream cake and the pre-98 Baba Kush. I, I pressed that dude, that pre 98, it is, I kept just the top buds and the crystal on it is like, oh, and it is so stinky, but the crystal on it is just insane. Yeah. That looks like you dipped it in sugar. (laughs) Like as soon as I trimmed up the first bud, I was like, so I'm going to be getting, that's off the remote. No, this is living soil. Nice. It, it was just a, I was like I'm gonna I dropped two seeds and I did a trial I have the one that's the massive plant right now that I'm gonna take a bunch of clones off of um and I'm gonna actually go and get a, a net for it I'm gonna net those two big girls because as soon as I saw that and then the ice cream cake it the ice cream cake didn't impress me as much for the crystal but the bud production for size wise I've very rarely had bud produce like almost tie stick style where it's just these big, long, oh, shit. super elongated. 
Yeah. Which one is this? This is the ice cream cake. This Bro, it looks is- like there's three different colors going on here from bottom to the top. Yeah, like it's it's darker on the bottom and then it gets a lot more of that lighter snowy up top. There's a bigger nug here, the kind of the one big apex nug that. And I just did a quick trim on it. No, nothing real That's good. Super just, frosty, dude. But it's going to be interesting. Yo, and the, it's got tre- the huge lemon push to it. That trellis does a massive job. Like it does the same thing as you super cropping and low stress training without sending the, the plant into recovery mode. So, like, you don't lose like a week or two to stress. Uh, but there is some cons. Like you can't, if you're doing, if you're feeling your whole like five by five and then trellising that, good luck getting in the back one when you have to start defoliating and shit. Like I just, I just trellised my whole tent last night and I'm already struggling to get to that back corner because I have all, most tents you can unzip all the sides oh, and you're good. Yeah. But like most of us have our tent in a corner somewhere. So I can open up most of it, but I can't open up that back side because it's, it's where the corner is so now i'm yeah. like i'm leaning over and trying to grab like leaves and shit or crawling underneath but honestly the the struggle is is worth it in my opinion well the the nice thing is is i just have those two big pots instead of running a bunch of small ones so having those two big pots i'll be able to get underneath a little bit easier and like it is going to take a little bit of work but i'm if i can set it up properly i'll have a little hole where i can just crawl underneath and stand up on the far side and get into it I'm actually not that, a bad idea. It's got me thinking. I should, if for my next round, I should do separate trellis, like trellis each pot instead yeah. of uh, trellising the whole tent. You know what I mean? That'd probably yeah. save me a lot of uh, bullshit. Yeah, because the little bit of yield that I'd be sacrificing on the trellis that I'm losing, I'm thinking I will gain because of the care I'm giving to the plants. Absolutely. So it's that, it's that kind of six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, right? We'll see which one works. And I've got to do both to see which one works. What lights are you running? I've just got some cheap mixed choice, mixed joy 2000s, like <laughs> nothing. Bro, I'm using, I'm using a lot of cheapies right now too. And they've worked really well for the last couple of years. I'm just upgrading now. Yeah. Like I'm up, I'm, I don't know what I'm going for yet. I don't know if it's going to be HLG, Spider Farmer or what, but like I'm, I'm going to be getting the ones that do five by five coverage, like some of the new ones. And I need three so that I could use all these cheapy ones in all my new rooms that I'm setting up. Cause the two main ones there it's, I got to send you a picture later of what it looks like right now. I got these two little dinky lights that are like <laughs> literally like this big and like a 10 by 10. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I like, uh, like 15, 15 by five, not a 10 by 10. It's long. Just making long. it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm- it's ridiculous. My next, my next step is I want to get into something equivalent to like a gorilla grow tent, something really hardy for the tent quality. So I can upgrade my flower tent to that because I know it makes a huge difference in flower. Like I did yeah. one in a cheap tent that I was like, Oh, it's a, it's an $80 tent. It's four by four. I've got a light coming. Fuck it. I just need a veg tent. I flowered in it one time. And then I flowered <laughs> in a better tent so much more yield on the better you think it's the reflective like the mylar oh well it's got i've got holes in that that smaller one it it leaks light like you wouldn't believe oh shit and then i moved like those uh those wish the wish tents they've got like little holes all over the place well it's it's essentially well mine is the zipper like it just didn't have a heavy duty zipper it was a single ply 
pass with the yeah you could team. see your fucking purple or white light or whatever right through. yeah exactly so whatever i it works for veg it works for autos for what i have right now it does the job and then the other tent is okay i would like to move it so that i have a nice big five by five gorilla grow tent and then just a top of the line light in there for flower because go and give it a week or two in there of veg before you flip it yeah. and those girls will be nothing but happy you'll just thicken yes. everything up and then it just you push that heavy juice of the of the flower, right? That's literally what I do. I put them in like a couple of weeks before flower, trellis them out, just train them a little bit in their new home, and then flip them. Yeah, but that's a- that's also because I can't get in there. So I I know I only got, I got very limited time. I got to flip two months of me not being able to get in there is a lot of fucking time. So yeah, the longer longer it's in there, the worse. You know? Yeah, I'm just starting to get into that proprietary growth cycle where i have something ready something to go and it's like it's work a a clone get a clone station or um propagation station so if you do end up getting a new tent use your like your cheapest one you could even use a closet if you're if you've got good ventilation you're not going to mold up your walls because you need to get really high humidity in there well i've got i've got a two by two tent on the spider farmer light that i use for my clone so i could just stick it right in there Oh, that's perfect. Because then you can get the humidity drop, like drive that shit right up, and then you don't even need to put a dome in there. You could just literally put all your clones and seedlings in there and just crank up the humidity. I, I was thinking about it, and I, like I'm going to the city on Wednesday, and I'm like, I'm I need to get some clone bases. It's like, should I just drop the money on a prop tray, like a good decent prop tray? And if we're gonna be splitting clones, I should I should do it because then I'm guaranteeing my clone propagation, right? Yeah. It'll uh, speed bro, up the process the, probably three weeks for me overall. The dome, the dome and the heat mat has brought my success rate up at least 30, 40%. Either that or an easy cloner, or one or the other. You've got yeah. the remote, so you could put your, you could do hydro, you know? Yeah, well, that would work. And the biggest thing for me is I want, I usually start out, and it's funny because I do, I've just gotten into the cycle where I'm doing a living soil and a remo. At the same time, I've got my living soil going into flower and then I'll run a remo going into flower. And it's usually, it'll be the same strains one right after the other, just to see which system I like the flavor more on. Yeah. And, then, and then once I run out of the remo, I'll probably, I want, I'm really getting interested in the Kronk's grow. So I'm, re- I'm thinking I'm going to, and I want to have him on the podcast too. He'd be an awesome guy to talk about growing and the nutrition side of things. Bro, doing all of this is perfect for you anyways. If you review all of these companies, at least you have a whole you have a whole base for what is gonna work best and you have an audience to see it too, so that they can choose for themselves. Exactly. And that's and all all of this comes around to I want to do this for myself anyways. Well, I might as well share it with everyone, see if see what you guys can gain from it. And that's like this is 100 percent my personality and reality. I'm just, oh well, that was good, but is there something that's going to be better? And it doesn't have to be better in these being the exact same. And it's just that step up. It can be better by offering something completely different that I didn't expect. And I've now found a new way to appreciate and enjoy it. Bro. That's why I started filming things myself. I'm like, well, I'm already doing all this shit anyways. May as well share it with like-minded people, you know? Oh, I, and I love seeing the comments on my original grow videos of people like even like there's a couple people who bash it and I'm like, yeah, it was garbage, man. Whatever and then I throw, li- then I'll throw a link for the comment, the newest one. I'm like, check out the shit now. So much more, and that's the biggest. First reason. roll is so embarrassing. I told I told people that I bought it off somebody. I didn't want to. <laughs> it. 
And what's funny is I've shared my grow with like Kelton's been there from that first grow to this stuff now. And he was just as excited then as he is for this stuff now. Like, yeah, you can tell you can tell his enthusiasm's going up. He seems to get more excited every video. Oh like, and he seems like he's right into it, man. Oh, and he's and it's he's learning more about it and he's understanding that it's not just, oh, you enjoy this not just because you you get high. He's like you're not the person that just sits there and smokes all day. He's like, you're, you enjoy it because there's continuous learning. That's endless. And there's so many different avenues that you can, Oh, I'm kind of bored with this. Let's go and move into something else. And you can dive right into it and enjoy it just as much. Like it is such a crazy industry, especially now with how new it is. Yeah. That's how many avenues there are. That's why I'm always up all fucking night. I'm always learning something new. It's so fun. Oh, exactly. Like, and the biggest thing for me is I've got interests outside of it. So when that burns time, I'm running the candle at both ends because I've got to catch up on the cannabis industry stuff too. I've been bouncing back and forth between this and music for the last couple of years. And it's, I've never been so happy. Oh, it's, it's funny. This, like I worked um, medical field before and like as EMS for almost five years. Yeah. yeah nice. Like I, I got, so I was involved in the in first response for ooh, eight years prior to my accident and 10 years before, like, well, at this point, it'd be 10 years since being involved in the first response industry in some way. Cause I started out with the fire department cause they had like a junior firefighter program. So I started out with them, got really passionate in the fire side. Um, then we had like the fire that came through my local town, the Slave Lake, um, in 2011, I was on the highway when it crossed town. I was helping fight it. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was able to get a bunch of training done because of the money that was brought in because of the fire. So I was able to get um, all of my firefighting training done, like my college level firefighting training done, get my first, my EMR, which is your first level of uh, EMS. So I was able to get all that done while I was in high school. And before I, I actually, I graduated college before I graduated high school, technically. <laughs> what the hell? That's something you don't hear and, every day. And I graduated high school 18 months early. I graduated high school in 18 months. I I sat like you I, get like, your flowers, bro. Th- this is this is I'm one of those people where I didn't grow up and really have much like friends in a, it was a small town and I was so I just kept myself busy and I was like I went into Junior high school, I'm like, I'm not, ha- I'm not dealing with this. I did my three years, and then I started doing stuff by myself and self-educating. So I did probably 80% of my high school course load by modules and by myself through the summer and shit. <laughs> In a year and a half, I was done fucking high school with almost double the amount of credits that was needed because I just work experience. And I would find any and every way to earn credits for school so I could get the fuck out of there ASAP. That's smart as hell, <laughs> And then I was able to hop on and start working EMS right at 18. So with that, I've had a lot of exposure and knowledge around the medical side. So when I transitioned over into the cannabis, it just, all the medical knowledge was already Clear. there as a base. So this, um, like for me, the medical knowledge that I was the best at is patho, which is the way the body works, the way the disease goes into the body and actually affects it. Because I'm one of those people where if it's systematic, I can close my eyes and literally imagine it. I can create a little film in my head about it. 
cannabis is 90% how things interact with something else. So it just, it, it fits. It, it works with the way my mind works. So I, I can hear something with cannabis and usually just hear bits of it and put it together myself and be 90% on the right road. And then just have to fill in the gaps with that additional or supplemental information. Well, you're really, really good at pulling flavors out too. That's one thing that I'm, I, I suck at dialing that in. Even with my sommelier, I'm, I'm still really bad at that. And I'm better at, I'm better at identifying like terpenes than I am at dialing in what I'm tasting. Like the more pungent, like, in your face ones, I can tell you exactly what it is. The other ones, I'm like searching for it. That's why your videos help so much. And a lot of my, a lot of this, like my coworkers do the same thing. It's like where, where I can't explain it, you've explained it. So with, that's where I got into your stuff. I was always looking that up because you, you're on it with the flavors always. And that's, and that was something like I saw you got your level two sommelier and that was something I've always wanted to go and get into. Like I haven't done even my level one I, with it. it it is you a hundred percent. No, seriously. Like that's why I messaged you and asked you before, like, are you a student? Cause it's a hundred percent for you. Yeah. Like I definitely, I, it's one of those ones where I, I just know with my interest, I would have to do one and two right after the other, because I would just, I would the questions that I would ask would surpass level one. They go right into level two just because of where my interest is. Right. With your interest and in your drive, you'll fly through them like I did, but okay. For my level one, for instance, I graduated a year and a half ago and I was every week after that, he does, um, they call them the study hall sessions. It's like Q and A's. So they bring, it's like a zoom call like this. They bring all the students on whoever wants to go on and it's uh, continued education. So even though you've graduated, it's nice. still ongoing. So my level two is done too, but every week I'm still on there with these guys talking like this. And it's, it's always, you're always learning. You'll have friends for life. And yeah. I've, I've watched um, some of those Chronicle ones and I've suggested them to people too. I'm like, you like, they'll ask a certain question. I'll give them the most basic explanation of it. I'm like, but go and Check watch this, yeah. watch this out because they will go into well above and beyond what you need to understand but you'll then have an idea of how much more there is of a process to this how much more there is to then just high thc like that lab one yeah that that one is one i recommend the most to anybody and everyone because if they come in oh high thc is the only thing just go and go and watch lab analysts i've had 17 and, and you'll understand in the 30s i I would, I'm, I would rather smoke a 12 to 18 all day long and then break into the twenties in the evening. Yeah. Especially like, if it has some flavor and some kind of enjoyment, I'd rather that than a dull experience. I, I would, I would rather be sitting like that two and a half to 4% terps on 16% smoke one bowl and for 45 minutes, be riding that terp wave. Oh, I, if you ever have like, a chance to this, get, um, get the Pakistani Shitral Kush from East Seeds. That's one. It's not the highest THC. It's not going to punch you super hard in the face, but the, the flavor and the overall experience, it's like an all day perfect smoke. Like it, it, it tastes like limonol. Really? Yeah. Nice. With like a little bit of extras in the background. It's those extras that I have a hard time dialing in all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's funny with the biggest thing with my palate is I, I try to expand my palate in every sense, like food, like when, when I do drink a little bit, I try to, I like, I like aged whiskey. I like 
trying to you, dive into it. I see me you you make your own wine too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I usually end up having something brewing or growing, um, and like lately I've been like, ooh, I kind of want to get into cigars, right? Like it's I just have that interest to appreciate flavors, and I know that yeah. the more I expose my palate the better I'm going to be able to make those references to be able to actually, because a lot of it is I taste it. And then I have a memory that'll flash forward. And this is, this is the biggest thing that I've noticed post accident from work is that. Wait, memory what, happened? what happened? I don't <laughs> So we were transporting a patient from the small community that I was working to um, cameras for scans. And we ended up rear ending someone on the highway. Oh shit. Yeah. So highway speeds, we were ending someone on the highway. Um, I was like, I would, I had just sat down less than a minute before that, after like moving in the back to do so the kind of coming into cameras checks on my patient. Um, so I literally just sat down and then we just, we stopped. It felt like we slid into the ditch. Like I've, I've gone into the ditch before in an ambulance a couple of times. It's, that's not that big of a deal. It, get out you just go go about your day but we ended up rear-ending someone and the patient was lying on his side so the shoulder straps that are supposed to sit over um weren't actually over his shoulders so i was sitting on the airway chair right at his head and it's he slid through the seat belts and i literally caught him in a bear hug on my lap holy crap if if i was sitting in any of the other chairs there the patient would have been dead just flat out if i wasn't sitting where i was sitting the patient would have been dead because his head would have went straight into that chair and he would have probably crushed his neck did you get uh, injured i i've got my i've got soft injury soft tissue injuries and nerve injuries on my back so is that what, is that what made you stop doing that uh, it's that this is a long fucking story to get into that dude like five years of fighting long like i've oh, spent God. i've spent more time battling with Alberta Health Services and WCB to try and get back to work than I was working at this point. Eight years involved, and it like it is just coming to kind of a conclusion now. Eight years, and the majority of it has been fighting to try and get back to work. That's wild, man. That sounds like a topic for another time. For sure. Oh, it's like for Jeez. me to go for me to go over the whole process. It would like. The, the best reference I have is like, there's the honeydew with, that he does with, there's the one with Joe Diaz where there's like six parts. It'd be a four or five <laughs> parter easily. And it's, and it's just because of the intricacies that are involved in it, where it's like this small, like I started out with a, with a back injury. I went through a full recovery process, getting planned to do um, reintegration and get back to work. And then I started noticing the mental health issues afterwards. Yeah. And then I had asked for help and then I had to fight for, to get help there. And then the whole cycle started again on the mental health side of things. So like I went through the physical re rehabilitation and the mental health rehabilitation, and then the battling afterwards because they deemed cannabis was not a justified medication. So yeah, that sounds like another series, man. Like, cannabis too. It, it is, it is a fucking crazy story. That's wild. So are you, uh, are you now a medical patient or no? I am. I, I, I actually didn't, I smoked for the first time ever the December 
before my accident and I was injured in June. So I didn't start smoking until I was 20. It was the first time I, I was exposed by my younger brother. Exposed me to it. <laughs> and that, that's a story too. Like it, it's funny. I've, I didn't experience a lot of the classic stoner stories, but I've got a totally different introduction to the industry. Which makes and it I, fun too. I, I, right? I greened out my whole way through high school. Every time I tried, it, it didn't end well for me. It was scary. It was scary, bro. And then after, like, it was prom weekend, I just decided, fuck it. I got myself a half ounce, rolled rolled it all up into joints, <laughs> learned how to roll joints. So that was that. Uh, I enjoyed it that weekend, and then I said, fuck it. This is it. This actually makes me feel really good. And then I started noticing all the. Like mental health benefits that I was getting from it. And then it literally just became a medicine for me after that. It wasn't even about getting high. And then I started after, it wasn't until um, legalization though, that I started realizing there's a bunch of like cultivars out there that aren't good for my mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was so, from where, like where I grew up, the, the general population, they were all smoking kush. And that was, that was really helping me. Uh, then I started getting into like hazes and stuff like that. And I realized that was more of a, that was a hot, that was getting me hot. Yeah. That was fucking terrible for my mental health. It would send me into a paranoia almost every yeah. time. So then, yeah, I didn't start realizing that until legalization because people were growing those. Nobody was growing uh, sativas where I was living. Well, and it, it's like for me, um, the ferrocene, ter- that specific terpene, that apple kind of flavor, I've got to be real careful because it will actually feed into my anxiety. Like, like the, the best strain that I can think of that caused this, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, I have to be doing something after I smoke it. Like I have, if I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. Ferrisneen. It's going to be that apple kind of a taste, right? That's in a lot of the simple bear ones. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's exactly where I was going with it. The home, the apple toffee, that one, I smoked it before bed and I crawled into bed and I, I was sitting there and I started having a fucking panic attack. And it was just because I had nothing going on to let my, yeah. to kind of distract my mind. If I smoked that and went into the tent, I had an amazing time connecting with my plants, enjoying the time down there. I just couldn't smoke it right before bed. So I, and I've learned that that, that ferrocene terpene, if anything has heavy on that side, I've got to leave that to a mid or early day. Yeah. If, I, if I get into it too close to bed, my anxiety and a, like a panic attack will come in and it's bad. See, that's, that's where it's fucked. So most people can have their uh, hazes in the morning or cushions at night. For me, it's cushions in the morning. I can smoke a haze in the evening and actually pass out. Yep. It like gets me high and makes me crash out. Um, cushions get me going. Like I'm smoking right now. I've been smoking GMO with you all morning. I had purple cushion when I woke up. And I'm moving over to my hash rosin right now, but like it probably like six o'clock will get into my Panama. Yeah, and I've got but like this is start with Panama. this is some dosi do lemon G, and the only reason I've got this is this is a little bit more of that social. I had two fat fucking bowls of oh what was it before? What was it that I had ground up? Um, where are you? The desserts and sweets of General Mission. That one's hybrid I indica. You sent me the photo of, no? That the red, really red, red one. That was the first one I pressed. Yeah, and we just got a new one from them. It's uh, Barry Kush, and it's just as fresh. And I'm like, oh, if you if you were better than a hundred dollar half ounce, I would absolutely like. If I had a, the income yeah. to just drop 
200 bucks on those half ounces, those two, I would press both of them full. Well, I'd keep the shake to smoke because the flower is good. The high that comes from that flower is really good. All the big buds would go straight into the bags to press. We only have their pre-rolls right now and their parts. We got the uh, Keith and Keith's pre-rolls. Yeah, we just, we just got the uh, flower in. We had the desserts and sweets for two or three weeks and this, um, this new one. I can't remember what it is. I think it's berries and kush or cushion cookies or something like it's because they've got it'll be like the amsterdam and the rotterdam like those branded names mixed with some chips yeah so or it'll be the uh the genetic that they pull the distillate for the berry g and then they add the botanical terpenes to give them that bus the biscotti and the berry flavor right it did that shit in the pre-rolls too i was wondering what uh what was going on there they have the keef in there it's the berry g whatever pre-roll there's um keef in it with botanical terpenes yeah. so i think they just added some flavor to make it uh taste a little bit more yeah, yeah. i don't like that shit that's cheating well, well well for the berry g pre-roll i could see that one actually being uh the this pink sherbet flower and then adding the berry botanical terpene because then you get that biscotti cookie flavor from the cookie, the Girl Scout cookies and uh, pink lady, I believe it is, or pink panty cross into the, that pink sherbet that they have for the desserts and sweets. And it'd probably be easier to bring that berry flavor into the, and to get that G33. And I get what, I get what they're doing. I get what these companies are doing these days, but I don't like it. It's for me, like it's that's that's too fucking easy, bro. They have um Boveda packs now with terpene infusion. Yeah. Why? Why? What's the point in growing such good weed if you're gonna fuck it up at the end? Or you're disguising bunk for something good. Well, exactly. Either way, it's kind of like I don't like it. Well, and but the majority of the of the 510 cartridges, that's what it is. Is like if it's distillate, it's botanical terpenes. The only one that I know of that isn't is the Fruity O's from Sticky Greens. And that one being a, canna- a, can- a cannabis-based one. And I've got one sitting up there that I'm going to try when I talk to Miguel. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it compares to the other Sticky Green carts. These are like that, too. This, uh, this one, I don't like this either. It's a uh, figure. Um, oh, the figure. Yeah, no, not good. It- yeah, I had, I had the figure. What one was it? Was it the... Orange, wasn't impressed. It tastes like um, shisha. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't tried that one, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, this one's a green apple from Sticky Greens, and it's pretty good. It's got a candied. I like the metal tip on it. Like it's the oh, black it like, metal uh, tip. It's like the standard plastic ones from here. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually. I've got two of them. They're metal. Like you'll chip a tooth if you ram it in there too hard. <laughs> Do you find that those draw better or it's just better build? I These ones, I actually, the Sticky Greens cartridges for the pinch tip and the actual function I've found have been some of the best overall. Because, like, I've got a Rudy B that's sitting in my extra, my spare cartridges container, and it's been in there a while, and I could throw it into this preheat device I've got here. Oh, and, insane. oh, yeah, this, it, it works great because it's the magnetic slide-in, but when it goes in there and I run a preheat cycle with it, what it'll do is that blue on there is heating it a standard method. It'll transition to the green 
and then this will actually start heating the <laughs> cartridge around it. And then okay, it'll, so it's not actually heating up right now. Right now it's just heating through the base and then it'll switch over to the green right, like right there. Oh, right there. It'll switch over to the green. Now it's heating this and then it'll switch so over to red and it'll, it'll, so this is just a preheat. So this is just prepping the cartridge for a draw. So what it's going to do is it's going to clear out that extra and it's going to push all the air bubbles up to the top. Since I've had this and the red is just increasing the actual temperature on this. So if there's any air bubbles or anything along the lines, the uh, kind of um, filling area of the cartridge, it'll lift it up. So, and it also just leveled out that cartridge too. So yeah, it preps it. Yeah, exactly. It just preps it for the draw, and then I can sit here and draw on this. This right. has made my cartridge reviews so much better because I'll go through and do a my full battery set, <coughs> and then I'll preheat this again, and it'll bring all of you know exactly anything that's with the exception of the overdraw, which with the five tens you're going to get. They're the cheapest option for doing quality concentrates. You're going to have an overdraw a little bit, like the you oil's going like to leak through. The off gassing, like after you stop pulling. And that's like, it clogs up like butter in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. Or you get that little bit of the oil where you just, you're drawing too fast and you're pulling a little bit of the oil through and that's where you're getting the clog is. I'll choke my fucking brains out. I can't pull like that. Yeah. I've, it, it depends on the cartridge. There's some cartridges that are really bad for it. I'm not going to bash certain companies, but good supply was the worst company I had across like every one of their cartridges that gave me issues for that spillover spinach. Is another bat one that so like there's there's companies where you end up with just these mouthpieces with coating of distillate on the outside and you're like what the f- what's the point like I'm I'm scared of the carts that's why I I usually watch your uh, videos before buying them I'd rather get these the packs I've had no I like the pack spots they're smoother I can dial into the degree what temperature is good <laughs> not burning my fucking chest. Oh, soon. I was going to say, this is what yours is going to look like in two weeks. Get a cigar box soon. Oh, it's just, I'm going to, what I'm probably going to end up doing is ordering, because I, I keep all of my concentrates on these tray, this big one. I'll probably yeah. just end up ordering uh, another one of those because I've been able to start getting. Um, so my mom actually does like chalking and stuff. So she's been oh, able to like get that down and like the bong. So the bong boxes that I mentioned. Oh, that looks wicked. Every so like, so we've got those. I've got five of them left for those, those boxes. And I'm going to actually get the trays to where we throw the right leaf on them too. That looks so, wicked. Yeah. I've got five of those available still. So. And then. Just made me these custom resin trays. They look Friggin' awesome. That just got me hyped. I gotta get a new set. Yeah, I want to uh I wanna order a couple of like a couple big ones and then get a bigger logo put right in the middle and then put because I've got that mini fridge and the trays are just so easy because it's pull it out, uh yeah, slide the tray back in, or it's like, oh, we're going down to do a dab sesh. I'll just grab the tray and bring it with me. That's one thing I still need to get. I need to get a fridge for mine. I've been putting it in just my main fridge. Yeah. Well, even if you just get one of those desk fridges, like the just a little for if you're just using it for concentrates, yeah, and then 
the odd time that you want to have cold butane for a really cold press, right? Like, cause I was looking at that. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if a like butane at a colder temperature minus 40 outside, like use all the cold to your advantage of living where we do. I wonder if that would create better concentrates. It does. Um, I actually, I was putting mine in the freezer for a bit. Uh, I stopped putting it in the freezer. I started leaving it outside like for a couple hours before doing my extraction, just because I was reading a lot on Reddit that you could potentially turn your bomb into a freezer or your freezer into a bomb. Sorry. Yeah. Not taking the chance. Um, But yeah, I think there's something to it. I think it pulls out less fats, less lipids, less waxes. Uh, Same idea as freezing your bud. Exactly. It's just the colder, the better. Right. And that's why you see all those, um, completely enclosed systems they've got temperature gauges all over the fucking place because they're telling you that they're staying low those so, things are perfect too for collecting your solvent back i never uh i never thought it would be necessary to get a closed loop system but now after doing a lot of open blasting I, i'm gonna get one because like bro i've gone through a whole case of butane in two sessions so yeah. like that would you'd save all that so is it Cause I've got somebody who said that he's looking to get rid of a smaller one. Is it just bet? Would it be just better for me to look at going straight into it? Absolutely. But if you're going to do it that way, like it's just as dangerous as doing it, your open blast in the backyard, if you don't know what you're doing. So make sure you actually do a lot of research on it. Oh, for sure. It it is safer. Uh, But bro, if I was getting one, which I'm I'm probably gonna, I'm going to be doing it outside anyway. Yeah. I recommend doing that shit outside in case. Oh, just absolutely. In case. Uh, but yeah, dude, go that way. Yeah, if, sure I, if I was if I was gonna do that, um, well, the open blasting. Have you have you seen the green machine? Um, yeah. Donnie's extraction on here. I was actually for open blasting. I was gonna order one of those before I even started. Like I'm I'm not fucking around with the hand shit at all. I have no interest okay, so in doing that. I'm doing it by hand. And even like even still, there's that off chance yep. that things gonna fucking blow up in my hands. If you're gonna do the open blasting, that green machine is not that expensive, bro. You could grab one of those to start, and then if oh. that works, they'll grab the the closed loop. But it's, it's cool to learn that. It's cool to learn that way, anyways, just because that's like super fucking easy, and you can do it with anything. Yeah, and that's that was a and I because I started looking, and then I saw that, and it was right after you like you should look into it. And when I when I saw your setup and I did a little bit of research. He was one of the first videos that I pulled up and I was so happy. It's like when I started learning to grow, one of my first videos I pulled up is Mr. Canuck grow. Yeah. It's like, okay. I watched all those too, man. Right. Like yeah. I got, I got set up with the right information right off the start. And honestly, he is one of the biggest kind of base people that I used to start creating content. Like his way of creating content I see similarities in what I do to him and just the way I approach the energy in the videos and stuff like that, because I'm like, I enjoy watching his. It's like overt flow when I was if watching. You, if you start getting into outdoor growing, check out uh, Mendo Dope. Oh, I'm, Bro, if it I'm wasn't sure for their I'd videos, stuff. If it wasn't for their videos, I would not have trees. I have trees outside now. They're not plants anymore. They're fucking huge. And I, I give all credit to their methods. I've, I've been following their stuff for like for years. They've got, they've documented everything from like seed to harvest. They've got like six hour videos. If you're willing to take the time though, they definitely have um, tons of information. It's all um, regenerative farming too. Nice. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm interested to getting into that. I would have to probably build myself a garden bed for him this year, though. I'd have to probably. Well, where we are, I don't have anywhere where I can stick him in the ground, right? Because. Oh, fair enough. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, start, Mm -hmm. if I can get a, like a garden bed, and I was really starting to get interested in a shared root system, like doing an auto where I'm going to have like a bed, a three auto bed where they're all growing in the same living soil. And I just amend that and I keep that going. I'm really getting intrigued in doing that. Bro, you could do that with, um, if you have, uh, if you want to do like, let's say like, I don't know how, how much you're allowed to grow. I don't know what you're, if you've got a license oh, or whatever. But... 91, I'm good to go, dude. <laughs> nice, bro. Okay, so you're in the same boat as me. So you could do, let's say you have like 50 clones or whatever of yeah. the same thing. You could throw those all in the same bed. Like the no-till living organic system that I'm learning, it's like that too. Everything's going to be, unless I'm doing a 30-gallon pot and then putting single plants in each one of those pots, if you do the system with the bed, you could throw all those plants in the same system as long as they're spaced out enough, like a couple feet. And then you could put like cover crop to pull nitrogen from the air so you're not constantly feeding them shit. You could just have the environment work for you. You've got your, you throw worms in there. It's, it's outside. So the only thing that... You want to keep, um, because everything's going to die in the winter, obviously. Yeah. You keep it like somewhat alive to have some stuff in there throughout the winter. Put stuff that's, that's going to come back, like perennials, like mints or, mm-hmm. or um, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. have some kind of structure still living in the soil throughout the winter. And then when it comes back in the spring, put your uh, cover crop. But you can make that work, dude. You can have one oh, massive yeah. bed and have that whole thing just getting better every cycle. Oh, yeah. And that's, well... And I was just, I was thinking, and the nice thing is, is that with autos here, I could get two full cycles out of it. So that first cycle could be the start. And then the second cycle could be the, the stock up, right? Like the real heavy. And when it's got the fall, and the heat, <laughs> like that would be really fun to do. And then I could absolutely push the limit on what's coming out of the girl, ground there. And I'd be interested to see what the beds grow like in my tents too, for the autos. If you're going to do it that way with beds, don't rip out, uh, like if they're big enough and you're going to go cycle, cycle, cycle without like changing your soil up, um, don't rip out the root ball, cut down to like an inch of stock and leave the roots in there and then plant beside it for your next cycle. Cause eventually that's going to break down and it's going to become food for the, the soil microbes. Yeah. So the little bit that I was reading suggested, um, like breaking the root ball up within the soil and then planting with not in the same spot, but like you said, beside it, beside getting it, yeah. the like that big chunky stem out, cut like that a little bit of like an inch down you pull that and then literally rip the roots up and then put it down. Cause you're almost encouraging that. You can do that too. Cause you're speeding up the process. Yeah. And if, and then if you throw a little bit of earthworms and stuff in there on top of that, Cause the nice thing is, is that if the seedlings are good and strong, if you're moving them into, into a bed, if I'm doing photos, they would work so well once they're in a ready bed like that. Cause you could, Especially I should, outside, man. well, that, and the thing is, is that I could do a run of uh, autos to prep that soil and then throw photo like clone photos that are ready to roll in there just to have that end fall kind of finish for the outdoor full sun finish. That'd be, that could probably be some crazy bud. As long as you keep like your microbiology on point out there, those plants are going to become monsters, especially outside. Like the climate that we've had over the last couple of years in the summer, you're, you're going to have massive healthy plants. Well, 
I'm in a little bit of a different area than you are too for because you're, you're well you're, yeah you're you're more southern Ontario are you not uh East Carafraxa to be honest with you I'm terrible with my northeast south I don't know so, where I'm at. well how close <laughs> to the border are you are you within are you within 200 kilometers of the U.S. border no how no. far how far up are you from the border because that'll give me at least an idea let me check. Actually, I'm just going to Google this here on that. You scare frags so. Okay. Yeah, I'll just pull it up too. So that will help. Oh shit! You were, <laughs> yeah, you were in a completely different grow zone than I am. Yeah, yeah. Look up Slave Lake, Alberta. Yeah, that'll tell you the grow zone that I'm in. Yeah, I'm not far from Toronto. I'm like sixty kilometers from Toronto. Where are you? Slave Lake, Alberta. Oh, shit. <laughs> they people say Edmonton's the center of Alberta. Mm -mm. I'm 45 minutes from the geographical center of Alberta. I am four hours from breaking into the Arctic Circle. Yeah, bro, we got completely different uh, <laughs> environments. Yo, you know what? With that said, though, that'll be really cool to see. Like, let's grow the same shit. Like, we'll send each other clones and see how they do on different, like, different terrarts. Oh, exactly. I'm, like really down to see what that's going to do. Well, that, the, shit that, the shit that I do here, it, even if you were to grow it like half an hour away from here outside, it's completely different. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't, I honestly have yet to have a successful outdoor grow to where they flower out. Why? Because so, it like, gets cold like, too fast? Well, and I've just, the, the first year I ended up running into, like I dropped a bunch of trial seeds and all of them ended up being males. So I was like, okay, what? well, it was like my very first grow and I grew five foot male plants. I was like, you know what? I'm happy that I grew ha happy, healthy male plants throughout the summer for my very first grow. Like that, I learned so much from that. And then I had autos that were my second grow after that, that were the laughable like wispy little things <laughs> like they're all I, my autos all my autos looked like that they were they were crap and then i've never had success with them and then that august i got spider farmer reached out and i was able to actually get set up with a tent so i got that little two by two in spider farmer light got that set up and i started running a couple of autos in there they did all right and then um my girlfriend had bought me a tent the christmas before I was able to get the money together and I bought the, my four by four and I started running stuff in a one in the single four by four tent. And then that April I bought my second four by four and I like, I'm just, this August will be two years growing for me. And I've just, this is my second, this is my second year indoor. Yeah. And I I've started done, indoor. I've done a lot more outside. Yeah. And I, I did a grow last year and the girls did really well. And I just, in the end, I ended up getting really, really busy. 
not taken care. And then we got hit with an early frost and I didn't bring him in and they just got snapped. And it's like, Oh, it just didn't turn out well. That's the, the probably the hardest part about the climate here is not knowing when you're going to get that first, second, maybe even third frost. Well, last year we got one at the end of September, but or first week of October, but after that, all of October was warm. Half of November was warm. I left a couple plants out as experiments, and some of them lasted halfway through November. And I pulled most of my plants October 1st because I shit my pants over the frost. So not doing that this year. So first of all, I picked genetics that aren't going to take that freaking long. And two, I'm putting up row covers this year. So even if I could keep the, uh, the temperature up by like a couple degrees, that'll keep them from going in the frost. So even if it does have like a flash freeze or whatever, I'm going to be yeah. covered. And I also want to kind of implement um, leg depth for the first time and try like an experiment to try and get like a haze to finish outside. Like yeah, fast, nice. like have it, have it flower immediately and have that finish just because nobody's doing that. And I really want to like see if I could do it. Yeah, I'd be um, cool. That one would work out really well. That's what got me into the whole idea of putting row covers out there. But then I realized it's going to help me with temperatures too. So win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost have to do light depth here. Like I would almost have to. Pick or something super early and, in flowering and then do that. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, like the the 34th Street seed is one I'm thinking about. The pre-98 would be a good one to do because that one – was about eight and a half to nine. Um, Look at some stuff like a lot of the stuff that we want to that we want to run. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are risky, yeah. uh, especially with the dense buds. But like, if you want to get um, like you could get like a Texas at a time where perfect to grow outside in Canadian climate. Um, Mighty mites, another one. I haven't grown it, but these are ones that I've just yeah. I've I've heard about. Um, Texada is a big one. Texada would actually do really good out here. Yeah, I've got, well, I've got a couple of seed banks that I'm going to start looking at. I'm going to go specific for outdoor and like, I'm going to look for that six and a half to seven week cycle to see if people have got some crosses because that, that six and a half to seven week that they say there is legitimately seven to eight weeks. So we'll see if I can find a couple of really good and kind of like small pebbly style buds because I think that would play a bigger benefit yeah. to the climate that I have, just because it does get a little bit humid when we're getting close to that fall. I ran purple Kush outside last year and I was playing with fire. I lost oh. a lot. I lost a lot. I can imagine. Yeah. Cause I, that would just hold mold. Like you wouldn't believe if it packed on big buds. It got bad and there were trees. I had to send you a picture after I, I managed to save the majority of it, but I lost a few low branches that were like buried in the, in the tree. Well, at, that's a small sacrifice for overall wage, right? It got me, it got me my, uh, my little case. Definitely that absolutely does the job. Yo, look into um, Mean Gene, if you're looking at out. He, he specifically uh, breeds outdoor genetics. For sure. it's in, he breeds in California, but, like, regardless, they're outdoor genetics. I'm sure he's got a lot that's uh, resistant to mildew and all that. Yeah, there's – well, there's some, there's some fun stuff out there for those outdoor genetics. And also, like, I've been looking at maybe going back to, like, the traditional seeds. Wouldn't be a bad way to that's go outdoor, here, too. Man. 
That's what I like, you know, I did the Moroccan Valdia outside last year so I could make some hash. Um, I did the Pakistani Shitral Kush. That did amazing outside. My Panama Red, I'll send you if you want to do outside. That shit does oh. amazing out here. It that, reeks. It reeks. I, that one would, could be interesting to run. That one could be interesting to do an indoor versus outdoor run too with it. To see oh, how the it turns indoor out. smells like skunk. The outdoor smells like cheese. Really? Kelton would be all over that for the cheese. That's the one that I'm sending you guys. I'm gonna send oh. you some. I'll, sh- I'll show you the rosin I'm sending down to you. Oh, I'd be crazy. I forgot, bro. I've just been. I've been busy. I haven't had a time. Had time to go down and ship it out, but I am going to. Oh no worries, man. It's oh, it's like I've been grinding hard in the new year to try and get this going. Oh, that's just butter. Like stinks. Oh, that. I've got to I've got to send you some of that triple X, and like I'm waiting for the Remo stuff because like I open that container and it fills a room with gas. I'll go and grab that triple uh, X stuff and show you. It is crazy. I'm already at a half a dozen jars. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get sea vaults. Have you C-Vault? seen those? Yeah. Um, like the um. The fucking curing jars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I've actually got... Uh, where's the bag? I've got these auto-cure bags. They've been, You might have seen them on Instagram. The Grove bags? The Grove auto-cure bags, yeah. I got a bunch of these that I'm going to try out and see how they work. I was so. actually going to go for those, and then I ended up with the Sea Vault. But I see, I found something better than the Sea Vault now. It's called the Crypt, C-R-Y-P-T. It's got like a temperature and humidity gauge on the top. Even. Nice. That's really good. Um, so this one is the Miss Glues. This is an auto that I press or that I grew. And it's been in jars for a couple of months. But they all end up with these nice kind of pocky consistency. How do you get that? You just leave it, eh? You leave it well, inside I the... Just, I just full well, I put it into the nice small parchment paper like this, and then it just slides right into the jar and I throw it into the fridge. There's only one that I was able to get like that, and it's because I just pressed it, threw it in the jar, and I left it. Um I took a little slice out of it, but nice. That's a good consistency. I've had I've got this. This is the black cherry punch, and it's powder from that's the is that your like home press? That's the home press. It worked out really, really well. I'll come see you in a little bit. That's from the, um, the big bag of buds. Yeah, that was the last of the buds of that one. It actually turned out really, really well. This is the jet fuel gelato from Sun Farms right here. Oh, I'll actually, it I'm going to say. It crumbled Ooh. up and then it turned into a sap after a couple of weeks. That, that actually, how's the taste on that one? That's fine, too. Because we've got the ounce of that at the shop. That has me somewhat intrigued. To, uh... It was gassy when I first pressed it. I can't remember what it still tastes like. I'm going to check it out. I'll throw it in the puff. Okay. So this is first. So this is the ice cream cake. My first press ice cream cake. Oh, I'll give it. That's the home grow last night. What was trimmed. Oh, that looks beautiful. So that's the first press ice cream cake. And then I've got the second press here. And it turned out really nice too. Like just a oh, that is so much stinkier, that second press. 
Yeah, yeah, this the second one gets a bit of everything else out. It's dark. Oh. The, the second press will always be dark, especially yeah. at a higher temp. But honestly, bro, it's just as good. It's not gonna butter up, it's gonna be more of a sap always, or it's gonna I don't know why some of them turn into shatters, but it's it's definitely good. It's worth yeah. worth getting that juice out. Yeah, and I'm I'm enjoying it too. Okay, I'm actually so we'll do the second press of the pre-98. First. Yeah, this is a second press. I got a half a gram of second press. Oh, and this is just fucking gassy, too. What temp are you doing your second press on? 220? 220, yeah. Yeah, I just I've I followed yours right from the start just to play with it. Um, the Pedro's Sweet Sativa, it pressed out garbage on that first one at 170 but at 220 it just poured out so yeah, I'm some, of them, some of them won't press at the 170 you're always going to get a bit of a lower yield yeah uh some of them will require a little more heat but it's called the called the verse specific really and with your homegrown i would never want to start higher yeah i would be it's gonna play better quality well i'm i'm interested to see if like that one eight 175 180 185 like playing with those five, that range if for the pedros it would just squeeze out a little bit more first press so you get a little lighter color and a little more of an experience from it holy fuck i've got um i've got some experiments in here i'll show you some so this is a 0.8 the almost 0.9 of that pre-98 bubba and that's a nice butter. color too that's gold. like really really good color on it and it and looks it like that was it looks like it would sap up too if you left that out for half an hour. Oh, it would be good. It would be crazy good. Um, and then this triple X, man. You open the jar and it fills the room with stink. And this is just the living soil, not even the uh the remo. So this one is oh. I can I can already smell it. Oh, what? That's from the pre ninety eight and the. This is the triple X, bro. That looks like the Panama does when I open it up. Like, holy fuck! Yeah, I I you smoked can see the perks in that, bro. It's all sauced up. I smoked a second press, like two dabs of the second press of this, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I. <laughs> I am slightly concerned of how heavy the flower is going to hit me. Like slightly concerned of how heavy that's going to, because this is, I'm surprised the Panama was doing that considering that's the one that's supposed to be like super old school not the hardest hitting. No, it it fucking floors you. And then this, and then this was the other same, same strain, just the sec, the, other option of it and it Ooh. another just as exact same 170 yeah, I for I, I want those cuttings off of both of those uh, that well the triple x this is all i've got is just these guys so this is the end of it which is sad but look at this it, shitty wapa this is the stash city wapa i bought it at 50 bucks Oh. I, I pressed it at 200. The whole thing was like this. It tastes like pickles. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But it's it here for like a reason. Pickles. 
<laughs> it's here for a rainy day. Oh, that, I'm going to let my dog up too. For sure. That, that's one of those ones where it's your buddy's hey, coming over. You, you give it to a friend, yeah. Yeah. Here, you want a dab? You want something that tastes a little weird? Here's something for you. <laughs> oh, that's always a good one. Okay. Uh, bring that rig over. Oh, I can just take it out of this one. Why not? My dad came over with his dog, so my dog started freaking out. I just let her up to go play. Has to go over and visit. Got this cash roses. This is from uh, Fresh Frozen Bubble. So I guess it's live rosin, I, I suppose. Oh, that's got a really nice consistency on it. I'll try to spray some so you can actually see what's going on there. I haven't tried this uh, black cherry punch yet, so let's. Oh, just like, like crunchy peanut butter thick. Holy shit! Yeah, literally. That is wicked. And just stands up, just stiffed. That I have is... a couple different uh, temperatures on the Panama too, so I'll show you. And different bag, different bag sizes. So the one I showed you earlier was the 90. Then I've got a 120U at a 180 Fahrenheit. Then I have a little bit left of a 160 at 200 Fahrenheit. And that's it. It looks like a smoke works. Just finish the rest off. I got to get my torch. That's the issue now is I've got my shit spread out between here and my pressing room. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make a little dab station in uh, each room. Bring your puff in here. I want to wait until I get a. Uh, I need to get a new puff because the battery's dead on this one. It's starting to just not hold a charge. Oh, send yeah, them, those... send it in for warranty. This is all the same, all the same bud, different bags, different temps. This is the, they're all Panama. This is the 90U, 170. This one is uh, 120U at 180. Nice. And this was the 200, uh, 160. I'd be interested, 200 would be interesting. I think I'm running 120s now for all of mine, just the standard flower. <laughs> Honestly, like, bro, the, the 200 and the 200 is fine, especially for like personal consumption. It's gonna like it sauces up, like it's, you're still gonna get your uh, sauce layer in there, but it's nice. not gonna turn into a butter like this. If I was going into market, I'd be selling this. Oh yeah, that's the color you want. And even the consistency, this if I whip this a, a little bit, I can turn this into like a, a complete like crumble or like a. A actual batter and people seem to want that weirdly enough i'd rather the sauced up version of it so this yeah. darker one is my preference yeah i like i like stuff a little bit saucier too like the i like a wet diamond kind of an experience yeah. like 80 percent sauce 20 percent diamonds i'm happy like, i don't like i don't like pure diamonds if they're boring live sugar that like yeah. wet sand that's the consistency i like 
Nithin Grand did a really good job with that Tom Ford pink Kush for that consistency. Yeah, that one was so good. Um, I've got the lemon bake in the fridge. That's a, that's getting reviewed. That'll actually get reviewed the Thursday before this uh, podcast goes live. So everyone will have been able to check that one out. So what do you do at the shop? Are you um, your key holder there? Key holder and because it's just like a small, holy fuck, that is delicious. That black cherry punch. Wow. I, 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 I don't have any candy in here. This is all like gas and funk and cheese. I need I need some fruit. Maybe I'm going to oh. go get some of that. That is crazy. But yeah, it's the key holder and like we don't have any um, definitive trainers, but a lot of like the, the product knowledge and the cannabis education comes from a combination of me and then our manager. So it's, <laughs> and it's just a lot of um, support within the bud tenders that want to learn in the shop too. Right. Like it's, I, I seem to become like the point of reference <laughs> at the shop. Basically my stance as well. Yeah. I've become the lead lead educator there. I was the product specialist at the beginning. I was just forking up all of the ideas for what we put on the product request sheet. And yeah. now I'm educating like people on it. Um, and like I'll go to the other stores and like help them train and stuff now. But it's really just because of my own I'm doing it anyway, type of thing. Oh, I, so I, it's I, like May as well, you know, may as well put a title on it. Like I'm doing all that shit anyway for fun. Well, exactly. And like for me, um, oh, those turned out. These are live, uh, live resins. That left one really looks good. That, all right. It'd be the the right one for me, I guess. The brown. That that one I like. I like those colors, those darker colors. This one's the newest. It's the Secret Mints. I did this. That's the one I made in that video that I sent you. That one would be delicious. Um, but yeah, it's just, well, even customer education too. It just, we get people who ask questions and it's like, oh, well, I'm not sure. So I'll get the question. Well, come back then and I'll be, Trevor's going to be in. So go and talk to him then. Right. Like questions along those lines are the ones where it's like, uh, we can't really talk medical. I'm not exactly sure how to explain this. You can use you expl- everything, you know, so yeah, yeah, I'm like me, you can talk about yeah. yourself. So exactly, or, or I can go, I can take that step back and not be, okay, well, cannabis is going to do this. I can go, well, cannabis will play a factor on this and this, and talk about the factual things that we can, okay, well, cannabis is going to affect these receptors. When these receptors are activated, people have found this, this, and this. I'm not telling you this product is going to do this for you. I'm saying that if these receptors are activated, you're going to get these benefits potentially. I've done these, my uh, I've done my share of trying trying to try everything in there so that yeah. I can relate things to myself. Exactly. I have an easier way of explaining things to people without dancing that line of telling them, "Hey, this is going to work for you." Because it's exactly it might not. You know, and and it's and it's one of those ones where I always go. And it always ends with, it's personal. Everyone's going to find something that they like. So here are your three options. And I always try to give people more than one choice. So it's like, if they're looking at the topical creams, 
Well, if you're looking for something that's more joint, you want it to be absorbed a little bit quicker, the roll-on is going to work better. It's alcohol. Okay, that's a, I have a question for you. Do you, have a, do you find your customers actually find relief in CBD-only topicals? Or is the one-to-one usually your go-to for recommendations with that? We have um, THC-only, CBD-only, and balanced customers that chase it all. Like It really seems to depend on the product and the person. Like for me, there's the Phyto CBD deep tissue gel. Like it's, it's got a very minimal THC. I found huge benefit when I had um, sciatic nerve pain. When Good I use that, I, I use that. And that, and that's what I said. I've got a, my sciatic nerve is acting up. I found this one worked well. And the biggest thing that I referenced to is it's got a clove oil in it. So I found it penetrated where the roll on gel is a peppermint oil. So it, it's more like an icy hot. It gives you that re- muscular relief, but it doesn't kind of, for me, nerve support. So it depends on the type of pain I'm having will depend on the product I'm using. If it's a sore muscle, that roll on works really well because it's more that kind of icy hot um, muscle penetration, but that deep tissue, it works everything. Like I found it, I found that it worked all the way deep into the bone. And I don't know whether that's, that's the CBD support. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a CBD that, one or whether it's the clove oil, because it could be both together. Like there's, um, and then the, I think it's the apothecary roll on. I think that that's the one that I'm using, but it's not the roll on. It's the red and white, the 48 North company. So there, yeah, there's that one. And then um, I'll go grab my roll on. I actually have it. I'm going to get mine too. Mine's a, mine's a bottle. So the roll-on is the Apothecary Labs. Fido is the RHO Fido right here. I've got both of them. Drop it shit. Um, so they, this is a roll-on. Oh, it's a different company. Yeah, this yeah. is the one that I'm referencing. Yeah, the Apothecary. Yeah, we've got that lotion in. That's the one of the only topicals I haven't tried. This feels nice but it doesn't take everything away it's not that strong but it it feels good yeah so the biggest complaint that i have with this one is it does leak a little bit out of it like if it's upside down but this is old like i've had this for eight months and i'm on my first bottle still and i've got i'm on like the very end of it but i've used this i would say use it three to four times a day and it not a day, three to four times a week, and it's coating my entire back. So it goes a long ways for what you're yeah, paying I for. I put a generous amount of this, and I put it over my entire back. And I need I put it on every twice a day to get the relief that I'm looking for. But I'm also dabbing and smoking a lot, so it's kind of yeah. hard to say that it's only coming from that. Try see see try that roll on. You might find that like during the day the roll on works a little better because. I found with that one, you get multiple applications because you roll it on. And then as you go through the day, your back sweats a little bit. It kind of rolls itself down your back. So I, when I was um, shooting this summer, I put, and my back was really sore. I put it on my entire back and I had it all the way down to about mid back here. By the end of the shoot, my ass 
was feeling the effects. <laughs> like, That's like, legit, it just, yeah, it would just roll <laughs> itself down. But every time you'd get that little bit of sweat and it rolled down, you'd feel that, oh, because it almost reinitiate the effects. It's all because yeah. your pores are opening up and absorbing it again. And it works really, really well that I way. I for... that it's like, I need something for, for my lower, like the lower portion of my back. That's why I got this, but like I use quite a bit of this. It's already halfway gone. I got it two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Try, you might find oh, wow. this will last longer and that will work a little bit better end of the day or maybe beginning of the day. And this is more during the day for that kind of pop yeah, up. Like our, our customers too. I find like most, most of our customers are more like one-to-one uh, type of topical customers. So it's good to know that like CDB yeah. only when they're actually giving some relief. Cause I don't, to be honest, I don't know how to talk about those ones as much. Cause I, I don't, we don't really have that kind of uh, clientele. I don't, yeah. don't really get those kind of reviews. Well, like, and this, this roll on is a three in one. You get three times the THC to the CBD. So the people who are looking in the one in one, you still get the CBD benefit of it. And it's this one. I I really, really recommend like elbows, joints, just because of how quickly it absorbs with the lotion for me, it gums up. As soon as I do this, it's yeah. gumming up inside. Not an issue here. My back with the sweat. I don't really want to be sweating the lotion. I'd rather be sweating this. Like it's just personal preference for me. End of the day, that lotion, when I've got my feet issues, when I was skating heavily or my legs, that would be more where I go. Or like this RHO Fido one, this is a lotion too. That's that deep tissue one? Yeah, it comes with a pump like that. So really, really nice applicator. And you do, and it, you smell the clove. It is really, really nice smelling lotion. And like it goes this. deep. Okay. This smells like bubble gum. Yeah, like I've barely used any of this. I've probably still got two thirds plus of this one. And it's, and I use it a lot on my sciatic. And it's crazy how well it worked in comparison to, to the, any of the other stuff I tried. Yeah, I've got to give that a go because I spent a lot of money on these because it's the only one that I know and they don't really do that that much. Well, <laughs> they the, help, but... well, like I look at any of the cannabis products like I do with the smoking. If you smoke one way continuously, you're going to find that your body builds up a tolerance. So <laughs> a, per a perfect example is we've got a bud tender at my shop. She smoked joints almost exclusively. And after a couple of weeks, I'm like, and, and her complaint, well, I'm smoking so many joints and I'm not getting high. I'm like, well, then stop smoking joints and hit a pipe for a bit or get yeah, a bong and hit the bong for a bit. genetic family too. Well, she would switch it up, but it would be, it jumped from a 21 to a 23 to a 21 to, it's like, well, you're just playing the cat. You're just essentially running on red the entire day. If you start out with a 14, 15, and you enjoy that throughout the day, so that you're functioning, you're able to get that light buzz, and you smoke that through a bong, and then you save that 23% or for a joint at the end of the day, you're going to be ripped by the end of that joint because you're not smoking. The biggest thing with joints is you're smoking the flour and the resin as it rolls down. If you smoke it to the cardboard, like all of my reviews, you guys will see, it goes right to the cardboard because I want to see how that bud smokes with the resin. I like, like what the, like a roach joint. I understand the, the purpose of it. I understand the people who smoke roach joints. It's man. It's I not, used to do that shit when I had no money. And honestly, you get way higher off. Of those. Yeah, they, don't, it's, they don't taste I, that great, but you get way more baked off. That. It, 
and that's that's the thing is i i haven't done that because i always smoke to the cardboard because i'd rather taste it right to the end and see what that bud's potential is and it's just oh, my personal preference but oh the rotten all the roach joints are when you don't have uh filter yeah, in there. yeah exactly and um you get down there and you save that last little oh, bit gross and, yeah, I'm a little bit of a princess. I got those those crutches, and once I found those, she's game over. If it's if it's not a hard rolled tip, I'm judging the shit out of it. <laughs> I don't understand what people. Oh, speaking of that, the logos, the glass tips. Yeah, those. Okay, the tip, the tip. If you save it and roll your own after, they're nice. But the actual blunt itself, they it's too fine of a grind in there, so you end up getting all that shit in your mouth. You just you get, draw like, a, through it. Yeah, it's disgusting. I like glass tips, but only for blunts. I like it is weird how particular I am. Glass tips and blunts, perfect. I will smoke those all day long. I prefer a glass tip and a blunt. Joints, those raw cardboard yeah. crutches, I buy those by the two hundred. <laughs> Just to I, mean, it's, uh, it's I don't get the pre rolled ones, but I get these ones. Yeah. Well, I like. I love these. They're raw tip. They're just the raw tips, but I love them because I can stick them in my teeth and actually squeeze it. Like they're hard. Yeah, the pre-rolled ones. Those ones are good. These ones, and it's and it's turned me into a lazy grow, lazy grower, lazy roller because I can just tuck it against it real easy and and it's mini bat, mini bat, mini bat all day long. With like a I don't understand grab. how people. Uh, I don't understand how people even have an issue getting like getting high like your friend over there with the with the joints is like we're hitting fucking dabs most of the time and i still get high off a joint i get higher off a joint than i do off yeah of this. well and it's and for me it's because i don't smoke joints that often i save it for when i want to have an experience it's like or it's like like the other night i was like you know what i'm just gonna sit down and i'm gonna roll a couple of joints and i and i literally stood there my tray in front of me on the tv stand rolled the joint stood back hand in my pocket smoke the fucking joint watch watch i think it was world war ii in um color watching a documentary <laughs> finish that joint put it out walked right up to the tray rolled another one stood back three times just on i'm like well there goes a fucking hour and a half <laughs> that's what i that's the thing it's a it's a it's a lengthy experience that's why i prefer it when it's warm outside or if i'm trimming when i was trimming for three straight months oh, yeah. it's all i did non-stop Joints and trimming, joints and trimming. Yeah. Well, it depends on the type of trimming. If I'm doing focus trimming on bud, I like bong rips because I hit it and then I'm just go at it. But if it's, I'm just clipping for the, uh, the press or stuff like that, where I'm leaving sugar leaf on, I'm not as worried about the end quality. I'm, I'm joints, you, right? You debone, like you pull, um, up, pull up apart, <laughs> like for press. Any of the, uh, like, big sticky stems i do um any of the ones that like if i can roll it in my finger and the stem rolls with it like it, it breaks open with the bud i don't worry about it because it's it's got less of an actual um strength than the, yeah and it's got less strength than the uh actual calyx of the buds do because they've got more weight to it so anything with like density is gone and I was using my I was using my um, pollen press for a bit. I can't find it. It's usually kicking around here. It's using that to pre-press the bud, but I've been using like my finger and a lighter, and that's been a little bit more uh, efficient actually than using the fucking pollen press. It takes way too much time. 
Yeah, I've been, well, I've been just packing the bags full, putting it into the press and then like at 170, just putting a little bit of pressure on it, leaving it for a couple minutes, coming back, putting a little bit of pressure on it, leaving it and just letting it get to that temperature. And I've, and like all of it that comes out on that first press is just clean and glistening. Okay, so, that's something that I haven't done is pack the bags. I'll, I'll show you what bags I'm using. And like when I slide it into the press, like it's, I've been putting in between seven to nine grams has been what I've been filling the bags and it's perfect. Yeah, those are the exact same. I'm pretty sure they, they are the exact same dab press bags that I'm running right now. Yep. The exact same bag. <laughs> so I ended up like I have to cut mine. So I'll show you. Like I cut mine, like here. Like I, I've never like if I stuff it, I feel I figure I could get like an so, ounce in here. So what I yeah you could you could but what I do is instead of cutting it, I just do a bifold on top, and I use that as a point of pressure to press down, and it's giving those pucks a better chance then. When I'm pressing two pucks together, I put that bifold against each other and it's because it's just increasing the amount of pressure that's being applied to the flower. And I'm finding I'm getting that little bit extra. I'm going to try to do a bigger, uh, I'm going to do a run with a bigger bag today. Like I'll use, like I'll fill it up more. Oh. I'm going to see what I can get. I, I forgot. Like a half ounce or an ounce. I'll be right back. I forgot I pressed one other genetic that I uh, left in the bag. I want to try that first. <laughs> get some live resin going we had the seven gram of the good buds blue orangutan in what is that blue orangutan oh, we've had their hatch rows and i never had their bud i don't even know if we have that oh well if you want dude i can send you a seven of this for you to press out it is fresh yeah, so this is the first press nice not not the best yield but the second press, I got over a gram. Holy crap. Oh, look at the sauce up there, too. Yeah, on a seven-gram flour, I got, I think it's like 1.6 I got on yield. So what is that, like a 25%? Yeah, like, <laughs> and, it, and it's um, 42 for the seven grams. I'm like, yep, I would, I'll buy another one of these to press yeah. in a heartbeat. When the mango yeah, taffy comes i will if they release another set of mango taffy seven i will be buying that no questions asked to press because that is one of my I've, favorite I've genetics seen i've seen that name so we may have that here i gotta double check if you have the mango taffy seven grab it we just got this potluck brand i can't remember who that who the who that's uh oh. but it's 35 bucks on, on the seven grams the this Second press is saucy, dude. Oh, yeah. And that's the 220. You need to get a cold plate. Oh. Because you're going you're gonna to have a lot of strains that are going to do that shit where you're not going to be able to collect them off the parchment unless you have, um, unless you put it on your freezer. Get a cold plate. Yeah. I think it was like, like 25 bucks or some shit. Um, I've got... I know what I could do. I've got fucking whiskey stones down in the freezer. I could That'll just work. press that on either side of this to get yeah. the end to like at the end 
just stick them, stick it in that bag and let it sit in the freezer for a couple of uh, hours and then pull it out and pull that last dab off and mint. You wouldn't even need to do, leave it for that long. A couple of minutes, not even. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Minute, oh. One minute, it'll shatter up. There you go. It just pulls right off. <laughs> I keep it in the fridge for a reason, dude. <laughs> okay, I have yet I to try this. Wait like 30 seconds and that shit shatters. Oh, really? Yeah, it's too, like five seconds is enough. Oh. Okay, let's put that down and stop making a mess with it. I'll take a nice, nice saucy booger of this stuff to enjoy. I made one of my coworkers laugh last night. Cause I, I called the dab. I'm like, yeah, I took a nice big booger of a dab. And she's like, a what? <laughs> big dirty glove. And, so, and, and I showed her and she's like, what, what do you, I'm like, it looks like a small child's uh, booger hanging from its nose. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta get a bigger one. Oh. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. If we're pulling the, out the stops to to do this, let's fucking pull out the stops. May as well. Oh, that's first press. I do not want to pull out the stops with first press. <laughs> that's, meant, that's meant to be an enjoyer. Oh, that is second press. There we go. Getting more in the same leagues. Put that in there. Oh, oh that is such a stinky smell, man. Okay. Do I? There we go. That'll work. My computer's clock as a timer. Yeah, that one's way better than the first uh, the first batch I made. And that one is the... That's the Secret Mints Live Resin. That's that second one. Nice. That one that I just made um, the other day. This isn't even fully cured yet. It's already better than the first one. I, ju I just tried Dune Cannabis' Secret Mints. Holy shit, that strain is so fucking good, man. The like first the time I ever had it was from uh, Churro. And then I um, had a friend that had a clone of it, so I ended up getting a whole bunch of those. Super good. Yeah, the well, the flavor and the high on it was amazing. Like I smoked a half gram bowl in forty five minutes. I was just feeling the feeling the spacey high off of it. It was nice. I grew some of it outdoor, and the outdoor version it didn't have any gas to it, but it tasted and smelled like uh, gingerbread or gin oh, not gingerbread really? ginger ale. Hmm. I wonder if you could um maybe push to get like a ginger beer flavor off of it with that cushy kind of tone i don't think it'd be hard to find a pheno like that and that would make a that would make seats. a killer killer rosin that i want to try beer, that, that sharpness that <coughs> i want to try out some of those root beer, uh genetics yeah i'd be interested in that Jean's doing that uh um, bold's got a root beer too i think 
root beer something root beer float yeah yeah root beer float I've seen that yesterday i put it on the list I yeah that one that. i would be interested in trying that um I got a lemon pound cake yesterday by cookies oh. i haven't tried i haven't tried uh tried bears but i've tried lemon pound cake it was yeah i'm interested to see how the cookie stuff is gonna go that looks there you go let's see what this glorangatang tastes like set you up for the day oh yeah cheers Fuck, I may as well have another one. I think, I guess we're getting out of here in a bit. Looks like it's that time. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, this is producing so much more than I was expecting. How bad this thing gets from the from that blowtorch. Holy shit! You twenty seconds. Ooh, the flavor on that is building. But goddamn, that dab was way bigger than I was expecting it to be. This is Secret Mint's uh, hot cured rosin. Ooh, just saucy. I was trying to make a jam out of it and try to make diamonds, but I didn't have the right cap on it, so it ended up um, popping. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. That'd be crazy flavor off of that secret mints. This is the ginger ale. Oh. I can imagine how sharp that could end up being. I'll send you some. I've still got some left to press, so I'll press some more and send it over. Oh, I appreciate it, man. You've got the, you've got the press, bro. I'll probably just send you the button to press yourself. <laughs> just play with it. <laughs> That orangutan is still. What's that supposed to be like a gorilla glue? It's a um, harambe cross, I think. Who did um, that? <laughs> um, give me one second. <coughs> Wrong Manila envelope. <coughs> I got that one out here. I'll just pull up the info. It's not over there. But it's a <coughs> it's a really really good genetic. There, there we go. Good butts. <coughs> oh, Delayed cough though. Who? Um I'm pretty sure it's a harambe cross with something fruity. See. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly go stick my rosin back in the fridge while the tab's loading up. I made a list of shit to grab here. <laughs> Come on, good buds, don't be a pain in the ass. Okay, I'll be right back. Why does it never want to work? It's always when you want to show somebody some shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'll figure it, it out. 
Oh, it's because they changed their website. That's why. <coughs> okay. The Glurangatang is a Harambe BX. Harambe Backcross. So it is a Gorilla Glue 4 crossed with a OG Kush crossed with a hash plant. Sour orange zest note with fresh mountain pine finish. I definitely get a kind of gassy, woody taste to it for sure. Had to be some Gorilla Glue in that shit with the orangutan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what because they originally just had the Harambe Backcross as the trade name, and they didn't give the genetics. So I'm glad they gave the genetics now because that's that makes Even sense Harambe, on how it hits. Fucking jokes because they had to change the name. They couldn't use Gorilla Glue anymore. They're, I think they got sued. Did they? <laughs> so it was some shit like that. They definitely got in trouble for it from oh, the actual uh, Gorilla Glue company. Or at least that was the rumor. We had there was a rep that came in and sold us that. I was fucking pissing myself. That's fucking ridiculous. That's why we got the GG instead of the Gorilla Glue number four. Yeah, and then everything else started happening like Monkey Glue. Well, the well, yeah, well, the, the Monkey Glue is only it's a genetic cross, is it not? Or is that the Gorilla Glue you four? Be, I think I don't think it's the four. I think it's just some kind of uh, uh, Gorilla Glue Fino. Yeah, I think. I think the, the monkey glue was the one where I was like, it's a it's gorilla glue in some way, shape, and form, but it's not the gorilla glue four. It's something it definitely different. didn't look like it. it. It didn't taste like it either. Like it was it was way out to lunch in, in a lot of gorilla glue fours that I've had or just gorilla I remember, glue yeah, crosses. I remember loving gorilla glue. The monkey glue's ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was garbage. Um the best. I'm trying to think the best Gorilla Glue or the best glue experience I've had on the market lately. Oh, I, I, I don't even know if I've had a really, really good gluey kind of approach. That more woody, citrusy from that Gorilla side I get, but not really that that heavy glue flavor from the Gorilla Glue, right? I haven't even had the Station House one, so I don't even know if that one's any good. We've had yeah, it. I've heard it's it. supposed to be good. People like it. I just don't know how comparable it actually is. Yeah. Well, and it's, is it comparable to what was the original kind of Gorilla Glue I mean. staple or to what people think it should be now? Because <laughs> that's the that's thing. You're starting to get two different conversations now. And it's interesting seeing that where you've got the, well, I've been smoking since the beginning of legalization. It's like, yeah. So you've got the same Gorilla Glue since yeah. legalization. I'm like, yeah, you've got a little bit of a palate, but. There's been a lot more product available than that. The first GMO I ever had was off uh, Black Market. The best one I've ever had anyway. So yeah. good. That's what got me hooked on that shit. And they were just calling it garlic cookies. <clears throat> That's also the first, the first time I had like a pound cake. All the good shit. And then yeah. how buying it now is so disappointing. Oh, I had, I had Haven Street's 11 pound cake. And that was my first time trying, trying that strain. I really in, enjoyed it, but I can only imagine what like a cookies, like that, a humbled grown cookies would compare to. Like, I don't know what the stuff up here is going to be like. It's not, bro, it's good, but it's not what it's supposed to represent as. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I shouldn't say that because I had Gary Payton a few times and one of those times out of the three, 
so good. I'm pretty sure that's how they wanted it to yeah. to represent. So Master it, Robert. So it's it is the perfect representation for the Canadian market. It's the little brother of the better company down in the yes, states. Absolutely. It's like Canadian TV is just all right, where American TV is that much better. We're growing their shit. It's they're yeah. sending us cuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They live up to their standards, but it's not necessarily. That's theirs. yeah. That's that's the one concern I had with it. I'm like, Dude. with that said, I have watched some um, some like reviews for like uh, some of the dispensaries in the states anyway that are selling yeah. some of their products. It looks the same as what we're getting. Yeah. Um, but then again, you never really know until you get it. Well, well, exactly. You could open the bag and you just get a, especially if it's like Humboldt County, if it's an outdoor based grow one, it's not going to compare, right? Like, I want to try some, uh, some of Kevin Jodry's cookies that he's oh, grown on his mountain. Oh, it's high, high elevation, too. You've seen some of his yeah. videos, no? Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly why I'm referencing it. It's like it, Humboldt, it, there's a reason why I have a real desire to go there just to learn. About Dude, I the, the take, area, uh, like, it's crazy. Now that I'm oh. done the sommelier courses here, I want to go take the gongier. Literally, just to go there and have uh, that experience because oh, that's that something be that huge. I wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I and I just I love learning about how other people grow because this plant has endless methods of production and ways of getting good yields. And everyone's got little different technique that seems to work really well. And there's so much variety in both the plant that you can pick to start that adventure with because it, it can take you years to dial in just a single plant. And or you that's get... some of the best out, outdoor uh, growers, period. Oh, so exactly. That, I would love to learn from them because I like that's what I specialize in here. My outdoor is beautiful, but like nothing beats growing outside, in my opinion. Well, and good, good outdoor is not mid. If you, if you grow it right and under the right, oh, exactly. like, the right climate, not mid. It's a different kind of grease. Well, and where you are, you're in a perfect area for outdoor growing, right? Like your your area is kind of Canada's equivalent of the East Coast hotspot because of the humidity and stuff. Where 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 BC is our West Coast hotspot, right? Like BC does have a little bit of a better outcome being coast like coast side cannabis always seems to have an advantage and i it seems like just the salt air in general gives everything an advantage every humans in general run better closer to the sea our sinuses everything about, right something about this area that's just different than where i grew up i grew up like i grew up in brampton if i tried to do this in brampton it wouldn't have turned out the no. same our outdoor there was bunk yeah but the stuff here is actually pretty fucking good yeah, and it's probably, and it's probably the humidity, the well, the amount of lakes you have surrounding you. Like it's it that area gets fed with such a good climate for growing anything in general, right? Like, like it's a good growing area. So it makes me not want to. It makes me not want to move out of here. But like, <laughs> I'm considering other parts of Canada, but I don't know what's going to be like fitting. Oh, exactly. It, out, well, and it's. It's whether the outdoor grow is the biggest concern too, right? Because if it's you're not, good with just rocking pure indoor, well, that opens up a lot of options. 
I am good with that. Like that's probably where it's going to end up anyway, because that's where there's the most, most control. And I am trying to do breeding. Um, but at the end of the day, there's no, it's more fun to do it outside. It's way more. Oh, enjoyable. exactly. Yeah. I would, I would not disagree with that at all. It is out the outdoor quality when you can go out and see these massive trees and like, you can grab a branch and pull it down and, that, those type of grows are just crazy. That experience is just unreal. It's so yeah. fun. Like, I can't imagine being in those, like, hectares of fields that they have in, like, Columbia and shit. Like, that's so oh. fucking crazy. I'd love to go see that kind of stuff. Yeah, just me, disappear. My, my little, just my little patch of trees is crazy to me. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I oh, see any- these things on TV and I, like, shit myself. Like, I can't even. Like, that's, that's a dream to me. Oh, exactly. And, that, like, I open up my tents. And I I look at it, I'm like, oh, you're just the starting phase, but I want so much, right? Like, I keep mentioning compound because I'm like, I would love those Delta 9 grow containers. As soon as I saw those, I'm like, I will end up owning a handful of those and growing my cannabis in there. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, where where I live, it it makes more sense. Like, in just like a shipping container, you could fit a couple hundred plants. Easy. Yeah. In just one. And, and I was looking, I'm like, you know what? If I had two, I'd be set. I could have a veg and a flower. And then what we could do is we could fucking just set, we could utilize as much space with as few plants and just make these massive growths. You can right? see a green too, if you want to do even more plants. Oh, exactly. Short, shorten your veg time. I mean, I'm experimenting with that right now for the first time. I well, I don't, you can't get to everything, but you could fit in your <laughs> space if you do it that way. Yeah, if I was, if I, the way that I've imagined it is with those sea cans, I would have it so that you would have two, essentially um, two plant lanes <coughs> that are spread out. So you've got, you've got your probably 10 on each lane. So you've got your 20 in flower and then your 20 in veg. And then you've got your mums on the back and your clones there. And you've got just literally sliding buckets. So first in flowers at the very far end, end That's in smart. flowers right by the fucking door. And every two weeks, we're pu- everything gets pushed ahead one, and we add new plants. So that we're harvesting every two weeks. It's so, so much easier every- to clean like that, too. Then it's exactly. And at that point, if I'm running, it'll be okay. These, this half is Remo, this half is living soil. Cause I, I, or um, whatever nutrient we're running, right? Because I like the the top watering in that that type of the process. And if I'm doing a system like that, it's not crazy to still run that system. No, bro. I'm Especially running. Especially I'm running three hydro buckets right now on a Malawi. Who yeah. runs Who runs Malawi and in, in hydro? I just I had the extra clones and I the buckets and I figured fuck it. I have the remo newts that I got it with. So I'm doing that. I, I, like I prefer doing soil, but yeah. fuck it. <laughs> you know? I oh, exactly. Well, and, and I, like, I know I'm going to enjoy the high and the quality of an organic bud more than the synthetic. But I like the ability of a higher yield because then it's like, okay, we're just going to take the top, like the trip A buds and the rest are going into rosin making concentrate stuff like that so that i have where mine is with that right yeah like it's just because 
I'm going to be doing my reviews. I'm going to be bringing product in. I'm going to be trying all the other stuff. So why waste my time trimming the small buds if I'm not going to smoke it? I'll end up giving it to someone. I'd rather give him yeah. some, some rosin and here's, here's a jar of AAA bud. Let me know what you think. Right? Like I would rather do that, send that off to Tron to try or you to try, right? Like, cause it, it makes my brain me feel better getting more, sent. If I can have more in a faster period of time, I've got more to extract, more to send out, like to share, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got, I've got extra and then like, I can focus more on my actual garden. Exactly. And then I don't have to buy anything. And I'm getting better at what I'm doing so that eventually we'll be able to increase the quality and potentially help how like for me, it would give me a better understanding of my reviews of what things of how it takes um time to do this process of concentrate making or how the quality of this just takes an expertise, right? Like there's there's all of that that I, like for me the biggest benefit I had was starting growing because it, I appreciated the skill and the talent that it takes to grow. That's why you won't hear me ever truly shit on a company or a product that they have out because I can appreciate the work that's put on into it. Now I understand there's some big companies that put restrictions on the growers and that is where I have issues. And I would rather talk about that than what the growers are doing. Now that you're looking at stuff under, I don't know if you are, but like, are you, are you looking at stuff under a microscope, like for your growth? I've got um, just a jeweler's loom right now. Now that you're looking at stuff under that, are you noticing that like a lot of the stuff from the LPs is pulled early? Well, for it's pulled really early for me because I, I like my bud with a 60-40 split between the amber and the crystal. I like a more hashy type of an approach for the high, and I find that um, that level of – um, growth is where I really experience it. So it's getting more body, a little bit more euphoric when it is head high, but it is an enjoyable euphoria. I notice a lot of their, the heads, if they're still there, they're completely clear. Yeah. And I think that's how they're getting a lot of these really clear extracts too. Yeah. A lot of the, the light stuff. Well, I pulled an experiment. I pulled the Malawi a little bit early. I didn't cure it. I extracted the shit out of it and it came out completely white completely white i've never seen anything like it mind mm. you it tasted like shit i didn't end up like consuming the rest of it it was trash but it was literally just for the sake of checking because yeah. i heard that's what people are doing they're pulling their stuff early to get like lighter coloration more more harvest out in like a certain amount of time so they can make more money better so that, oh so that they, essentially yeah. so they can add a har- an extra harvest to the year yeah yeah, well, they're, they're, they're losing a few weeks, but they're gaining another harvest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, can see that happening. I can see it. I, with some of the concentrates, I could definitely see that happening. Like, the, what's sad is the company that comes forefront to my mind for that major color swing from strain to strain is Colab and their diamonds. I've reviewed almost all their diamonds, and it went from dark, dark, white, yeah. like white to a really light and they don't and see nothing beats those first two batch i don't think they're doing um crc either yes yeah, you would it would be consistent every single time if that was the case and it would be like a certain color they're not yeah. doing that shit no no because that that would be a part of the the quality assurance is making sure that the coloring the coloration essentially is the same 
Yeah. And I like to see that it's not. Yeah. If, if, it's slight, if it's slightly different, I know that they're not fucking putting it through like a cleaning column. Yeah, I appreciate that. Which, by the way, don't buy the Kirby Puff rosin. Who's it from? It's some number. Oh. um, Something elite. I haven't heard of that one. It might that might just be Ontario exclusive. I don't. It's so bad. It is the worst worst rosin I've ever had. They like press dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Have you had a chance to try the Havana Outlaw Live Rosin? That is probably the best rosin I've had on the legal side. Me too. It's for quality rosin. It's not like oh. a hard puck. Well, it's Most so saucy. Like, it's weird. I, okay, like I, I get it. Like I've tried to make all these different consistencies. I'm still learning. There's stuff that I haven't figured out yet, but it it's all still looks like rosin. It doesn't matter mm. what consistency I've made at all. You could tell that it's like a resin with a lot of the ones that I'm buying on the market. They're like hard pucks. I don't know if they've been sitting for so long that there's literally no terpenes left in it, but they're all like that. Even the hash rosin I've made hash rosin too. It doesn't look like that. It butters up, but it doesn't turn into like a rock hard puck that I could crumble up with my fingers. Yeah. I, a van is the only real rosin, not in the good buds. Yeah. And I've only had the good buds and that rosin i just ha- i haven't been able to well no no that's a lie i had the johnny extracts um flower rosin that one was good too oh i lied a cherry so, bomb Sensi uh, starter from seven acres that one's an actual rosin too. Uh, well that's that's seven acres i would expect at least some quality from them like if it came in powdered like that black cherry punch i wouldn't be upset either like if i see rosin well, like that i'm not upset yeah. you're gonna like, get it's... different consistencies like that too which makes yeah. sense and that's Black Cherry Punch. When I've had their rosin, that one was a puck. So maybe, you know what? Maybe now that I think about it, maybe it just is um, called very specific. That, yeah, because it, if you think about it, that I, the one reason I was thinking with the Big Bag of Buds is it wasn't overly flavorful. So when it's crystallizing like that, I'm wondering if the terpene count is lower and you're just having, it, it, you're almost getting more of a THCA crystal out of it because that's what's available. And that, that's a question that I'm starting to, to wonder because I've watched that um, Nug Smasher video on how to make THCA crystal with your rosin press. Yeah. And what they do is they start at the 110 and they work their way up to, what was it, 240 or 50? Yeah, for they do just, it in int- intervals and keep cleaning and you, up the parchment. Yeah, and, you're, and every time you pull that parchment, you're getting a different flavor of terp sauce out of it. So I'm wondering, since we're right at that 170 or we're going to the 220, if we're pressing it and we're getting that just more crystal because the terpenes aren't available to to press. And it's just, that's why that we're getting more of that dry consistency where like the triple X. That could be, that could be showing that the grow just wasn't, or the cure just wasn't ideal. Yeah. Cause I noticed that even with um, the jet fuel gelato, like before the actual resin <laughs> cured and it started to sap up like that. I have pictures, I think on Instagram, there. It, it came out. Like, like literally on the press, it turned into like crystally shattered. Yep. Or like um, some kind of a butter. Like probably would happen to you with the black cherry. Like oh. on the press, no drip. It started to bubble up and like turn into like the shattery shit. It was. Yeah. It's still good, but it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I think it's because there was little turbs. 
Yeah, I'm really, really curious to see if that's the factor on it, right? Because if if it's that, then you kind of get to, to – you're almost getting to see a different side of the bud that you can judge the quality of the grow, right? Because it's it – show, if it's the saucy, syrupy rosin is that higher terp, higher quality – output like when you showed me in the parchment when you peeled the parchment and it started to like goo up like that in my opinion that's super high quality rosin like oh exactly that's how i would judge that well the the fact that i opened the jar and it's sitting on the table and i'm smelling it back here it's crazy and then then i was on point the cure then i I pull open that the paper and it's a, like, it fills a room. Like I opened it at the fridge and Kelton could smell it sitting by the rosin press 10 feet did, away. Did you do the fucking garage sesh? We did the garage. We recorded the garage sesh in the evening. Yeah. I didn't or, see it. Yeah. Well, it's going. It, yeah. We'll be, it'll go live on Saturday for um, this one. Monday, we're going to be recording this week's. I'm going to be doing two Monday afternoon evening recordings. Cause uh, by the time this goes live, I'll have already gone to the city and back, but I need to, I'm actually going to go down and visit a couple of grows in Edmonton and then go to get the grow shop. And uh, Oh, what else did I need to hit up? I was going to go and get, had a hit a bong shop too, maybe get another banger uh, rosin rig <laughs> of some sort. Car apps, I broke a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, look what, I did. look what I did for my Puffco. I just got a new Puffco one, and then I broke the whole top off. Uh, my Puffco one is somewhere on the Slave Lake Golf Course. <laughs> I lost it a while ago, so I've been using my thumb for it. The majority, like just straight up thumbtacking it, man. Use the bottom of one of these. Oh my, dude! I built up a perfect callus on my thumb now. I could, I literally could just sit there. And bubble it with my thumb, and I get the best pull from that puffco doing that. Fucking six hundred degrees <laughs> on the I'll hottest temp. Like I hit it, I hit it on the hottest temp. <laughs> You're gonna burn your finger off. You got like um, um re- restaurant fingers. I gotta use the washer for sure. <laughs> Yo, should I get the weed me garlic jelly? Absolutely. We just got that at the store. It's already on sale. <laughs> Dude, it is killer. It is like wicked body high from it. And like the buds are fresh enough that you would be able to press it. Like really, really good quality flower on that one. We got that in it. I think it's like 37 bucks or something right now. That's not bad for the three and a half or the seven. Three and a half. That's not bad. I don't know what their prices are usually. I think this is the first time we've had anything more than their uh, pre-rolls. Um, if you can get your hands on the Indica, they've got 14 gram mil. So it'll be the Indica 20 plus or the Sativa 20 plus. The, the Indica, at least in Alberta, is a pink cush. And it's sitting yeah. at like 26.9. And it's 70 bucks for the, for the half ounce. It's pre-milled. And it's Whatever. like... If it's, it's actually like good quality and not super harsh, like it's it's finer, it's a finer mill flour. But when every time I open up this jar, vanilla is the aroma you get. 
Like Which now that it's that one, uh, indica. Yeah, this is a pink Kush. Um, and the sativa in Alberta is the Mandarin cookies. Both of those for if you're looking for quality quantity and you don't care about it being pre-ground 100% indica 20% or the sativa 20% from uh, weed me grinds is worthwhile checking out i'm gonna it's try to a, get that to the store yeah that one we move we have people who will come in and buy those over buying ounces yeah people buy come two in and buy so much shred shred sells all the time well they they'll buy it well they'll buy it for the flower for the quality what um the 14 mil yeah they they will come in and buy that because they like the high and the quality of the flower and they like all they do is roll joints and smoke that but they like that so much more than full bud flower that we have like it i'm gonna have to check that out because it's crazy when it's not cold outside i'm more of a joint guy yeah and i prefer it you'll like it it's like it still has resin rolling down it I'm starting to judge uh, quality of stuff like that too. That the hash ring matters. Yeah. If, it's, if there's no hash ring, there's oh disappointing. You lose a point. There's a there's plum dosi from Natural History, and oh, oh, oh that I just reviewed that and literally I would take a sip and I watched the resin bubble down the joint, and then I would see the roll through it and it bubble inside the paper the, the simply bare joints have like dots all over them like resin dots i haven't bought the simply bare pre-rolls get those and review those because i want to see what you got to say about that shit because i noticed that all the pre-rolls have the it looks like um sorry there's construction in the next room yeah, no so yeah there's uh it looks like little resin dots all over the joint all of them hmm. i think we may have a little bit of the san fernando og left I may have to grab a pack and see what it's like. Cause that, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. Those are good. I don't think that one has the pharnacine in it. So you should be good. Yeah. That one. Well, I like all their strains. It's just <laughs> like, if I were to grab it, it would be okay. I'll have to smoke it before five o'clock and then whatever I'm having afterwards, I'm good. But yeah, that would be interesting to see whether they actually have that on there or not. Yeah. Uh, most of them most of them have i think i've had maybe like one that didn't have it but it also wasn't the tastiest either all Mm. their good ones all seem to have like little resin dots on there i used to think it was trichomes like just over time melting in there but i've also left pre-rolls for a while and i've never seen that well like this one is the dab bods live resin pre-roll i don't know if you'll be able to see it you can kind of see it on that it is kind of like that you can, but you can, this has the live resin infused into it. And so maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're adding some kind of uh, concentrated. Maybe just it. to, well, maybe it's because they're using um, uh, their lower flower, like the lower bud. So the THC isn't quite there and they're adding a little bit of uh, like a dusting to it like a live resin dusting or a, li- or a dry sift dusting to it to bring the THC um, up, which yeah. I don't have an issue if they're using the dry sift from the same flower that they're trimming it from. It's like, you're not cheating. You're not cheating in no. any way. You're utilizing is, everything you have. To make a better payroll and a little would, bit more shelf stable. Cause even if things start degrading, there's a little bit more content in there. 
Exactly. And the keef itself will, the keef will degrade first for the flavor, but it'll provide the THC, which is fine because the flour will be available to provide the flavor because they do use full flour. So like, like it for the quality that they're doing, it would make sense for maintaining. And and I would see that it works well, but I don't know a hundred percent what they do do. So their Island pink was one of my favorite things on the market. I want to try it. Pinks, so good. Yeah, I want to try. I don't. I don't believe in those prices. I think it's robbery. It doesn't matter who it's from, but you got to try it. You have to try it. Yeah. I don't. And with that said, I don't think Whistler lives up to the prices. I don't think Quest lives up to the prices. Simply Bear could be a five bucks cheaper maybe but they the flavor and the consistency and the actual high and everything it definitely does live up it's Absolutely. it's always good it's always good i've had a year old congo because people don't want to sell the shit I, i'll go to toronto like i'll drive to toronto just to go pick it up because people still have it this has been discontinued for half a year yeah. or more and I'll, people still have containers I'll, I'll go pick it up um it's still the same as it was when I first had it, it's still just as fresh, just as derpy. There's yeah, no they, humidity pack and there's no humidity pack in there. So they've done a really good fucking job. Well, the and, glass jars are huge for them. Like how thick they are. They're the best quality glass jars on the market. I would have to say. In 1964, I, don't, I haven't tried Homestead, yeah. but 1964 is just as good. And they're comatose. <laughs> comatose. <laughs> the Romulan is really good. I haven't, we haven't seen the Romulan, but if it comes out, I will, I will absolutely have to say, to try and get that on our order sheet. That Romulan would be crazy. We didn't so get we the have comatose, the, we got the Romulan. The comatose is, if you guys see that, grab it. It, we got the sour it rocked me. That was dry. I didn't try that one. <laughs> it, was, it was good, but it was a drier butt. I was a little bit disappointed with it. I think I seen your review on that. Yeah. Like it, it, it still impressed me. Like sour cookies is always going to do good. And Homestead did good with it with the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was blue dream. Best one on the market. We have that. Their blue, their blue dream is what gave me hope in blue dream. Like I was, I was a blue dream hater. Like, no, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's, I don't like it. I smoked that. I'm like, fuck. Now I kind of want to grow some blue dream. It is. And it's a high yielder, a really high yielder too. Like I actually got a berry yogurt flavor from it. And I, and it's been a while for, since I've smoked it. So I'm trying to recall it, but a berry, like a berry yogurt is the best description that I, that I have for it. Most of the ones that I've had taste like dirt. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And even the half ounce, I enjoyed it. It didn't have um, as much of that yogurt flavor, but it had the uh, more like uh, strawberry cough. You get that fields of strawberry, that kind of veggie. I've never had that experience with oh. strawberry cough. All the ones that I've had have been grown and cured like terribly. Oh. All I got was the cough. I never got no so, flavor. So the best, the best way that I can describe strawberry cough is um, like you get that really fruity um, strawberry flavor, and then you get the dewy green um, kind of leaf, like the dew in the morning walking through a field. You take that deep breath, that kind of experience, like but with fresh, chewed up strawberry in your mouth. That's the best way that I can describe it. That with sounds that blue, pretty, pretty different. 
it, it was it's delicious man i love it that's it was so refreshing why, uh, that's probably why i didn't get any strawberry off it because i think it, it's from the, the esters and they're like yeah. ultra volatile ultra volatile so they're gonna boil off before the terpenes do oh so exactly if it's in a fucking ziploc bag yeah exactly know? um where that blue dream it had the exact same experience but blueberries so it, it went really rich and hearty instead of that kind of sh- crisp and fresh. It was really, really interesting. And then I tried that for the first time. And then I split an ounce of the Homestead Blue Dream they had. And it had more of just that green kind of veggie flavor instead of that blueberry yogurt, which I didn't mind. It was just more like that dewy kind of humid feeling in your mouth. So it still left you refreshed and uplifted. I might get, I might get that Homestead one depressed. If it's actually like berry, berry forward, because I don't have anything like that right now. It's all just like funky. You would enjoy it. I think you would enjoy it if you pressed it, man. I got to get some. I'm probably going to get that black cherry punch too from the uh, big bag. I want to get an ice cream cake. I don't have an ice cream cake. Oh, I've got, we've got ice cream cake at the shop. And I, every day I look at it, I'm like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) It's been sitting there for, we we always get that one back. And same with the pink kush. I want to get the pink kush to press, but that's not the big bag of buds. That's the sun farms that we get. Yeah, we need to get a. Well, our our biggest battle is freshness with pure sun farms. We end up getting the drier stuff because it's bulk ordered oh, into a. That sucks. We get all the good stuff from there. Yeah, yeah. You guys get fresh, fresh, and it's like it's eh. all I right here. It says BC grown, but I swear it's grown in Toronto. Oh, I think I think they may have started in BC and have expanded for the grow grow houses. There's no fucking way that we're getting stuff that was packaged three weeks ago, and it's from BC. They would get it first, you know. Yeah. Well, unless well, unless Ontario has the order numbers to pull in the demand. It's a the OCS. Out. The OCS could have that demand on it, right? And if they do, then. Their that's the biggest the biggest seller last year. Well, that's exactly it, right? Where, because the OCS and, the, and AGLC run the same system where they bo- do the ordering and then you guys order through the Ontario Cannabis Store. It's just like with us in Alberta. We order through Alberta, yeah. the Alberta Gaming Liquor and Cannabis. So it's it, what they same have shit. on what they have on shelf is what's there. Like the Rotterdam, they switched their names over in. When was it? August of last year. What? The highly Dutch. They sw- yeah. so that they started. They switched it over so that when they started putting the strain names on it. We oh, so it's not just like Rotterdam uh, Indica anymore. So you, it'll be Rotterdam Indica, but then you'll see L.A. Con or Maple Kush or whatever strain have they have. Both. We just have the one with just the Rotterdam Indica. Yeah. So eventually they will cycle that out to where you have the strain names on it. The half ounce, the, like the half ounces, the three and a half grams, I don't know if they're labeling the bags yet or not. The Amsterdam hasn't been done yet, and I believe it's in the works to be done. I just don't know when to expect it, but I know the Rotterdam is available in Canada, in Canada, in Alberta with the strain name on it. But it was four months after they said that it's available for order before we saw the difference in our order sheet. Purely because it took that long to bite through the, the stock that was in Alberta's AGLC locker or the back order 
stock that was in the locker before we got the newest stuff. I end up going through uh, your like the subreddit for for you guys. You guys have so much shit that we don't have. Oh, I mean, well, probably, it probably goes both ways, but like, man. Well, well, the nice thing is, is that if you want to try anything out here, I can always send it out your way too, right? Uh, like sure. we can, because I know there's going to be stuff that pops up on the OCS that I want to get my hands on and we can just. Yeah, and shipping is cheap as hell too. Well, it's be- yeah, if you put it in a small container, it's not that bad. Or you just, you bundle everything up so it's a one send and you got everything. Yeah, exactly. So we'll definitely be able to make that happen. Like that Gluranga Tang, absolutely. That one would be good. Like a 20 plus percent yield on it is crazy. Um, That Plum Dosi from Natural History, I'm really contemplating pressing that. That came out with a total. They came out with a total cannabinoid count of 27.7 with a thc of 23.9 yeah you're gonna get a nice yield off that anything yeah. 20 and plus you're gonna get a nice yield off well that. and the terpenes on it is oh, where is the bag terpenes on that one are 1.8 carefully lemonine and beta maricine on that like it's and the buds are per are just like the glorangatang for the, so they're going to be perfect that's, for pressing. That that's that's uh, terpenes that are usually in Kush. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, there's the OG in that. Yeah, I gotta get me that. So that's that's the bud on it. Ooh. Like. What was that? How much was that? The plum dosi. This guy is. I think it's thirty six. Regular. That's fair. For the three and a half regular price weed that's what everything should be well yeah for for you're paying ten dollars ten dollars a gram that's what our uh, where the good price point should be 42 dollars an eighth is where you're getting into your upper echelons 45 is your elite that's how it, that's how it was before legalization anyways i don't know why we think that it's okay to spend 70 bucks on three and a half oh. fucking grams which one is it? This Funfetti. This one. If we had more of it, I'd want to press this. That, that's cookies, isn't it? I can't remember what the cross is, but it's a craft grower. And it fucking hammered me. That looks insane. I can really? see a nice chunk out of that. Oh, yeah. That's what's <laughs> left of the big bud in there. And it was a 21.7%, but 43 one seven percent terpenes like nice. just night it absolutely hammers you and then of course have you've probably tried the florida citrus kush oh yeah Moodring. that yeah, one yeah. i, I want to try out their golden berry now because that florida citrus it was like upper echelon quality and it was yeah. super cheap i've got the golden berry up there to review but they're like uprise i've done quite a bit of reviews on their stuff is that a glass too? Yeah, this is a glass jar. I'm going to actually go and visit these guys when I go to the city. This is a punch, purple punch. That looks insane. It is so good. They've got a crumbled lime, dude. That's not the purple punch mints, is it? No, this is their, or, sorry, punch breath number nine. Okay. So they've got a punch breath original, which is sativa dom, and then a punch breath number nine, and this one's hybrid. More, a little bit more. I don't more think they have that here. No, they're they're Alberta exclusive, but I'm gonna set up my medical license so that I can order through Mendo 
and they have their uh, their license through there, so they have really good price points for half ounces and stuff. I just set mine up uh, with fucking Chopper's Drug Mart. I was with Broken Coast. It was too freaking expensive. And I started with Broken Coast too. Yeah, every, everything that I that I got from them was like I'm paying gram for gram, and it's burning my lungs to a crisp. So it wasn't even uh, no. Yeah, I no. just switched. I'm I'm switching over to Mendo Medical. I'm just waiting for them to reach out so I can finish the application. But I'll be able to get half ounces and stuff of their stuff. And they've got a crumbled lime that has like a de- that has a delta nine THC content of just crazy high levels. Like I cannot wait to see what that one's like. But uh, we're we're pushing two and a half hours, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say I gotta take the dog out. She's starting yeah. to cry at me here. Thank you guys for sticking around for that last two and a half hours. It was a blast sitting down with Mike. We uh, really dove into a lot of different topics. I did end up clipping this video down into some YouTube chapters for you guys. So if you want to go and jump to your favorite clips, let me know what they are. And uh, we can get some shorter videos uploaded for you guys to enjoy. But that being said... We're going to go ahead and give you a little bit of hype as to what we have planned for next week, and that is going to be some accessory-based talk. I was able to meet some amazing people at the uh, Parkland and Tether Bud Tender event that was hosted in Edmonton last year. Mary and Joe with Sweet MJ Essentials, they uh, were an absolute blast to talk about about the industry as a whole with, as well as just had a, a fun conversation with at that event. So... I'm looking forward to bringing them on next week, and uh, the uh, conversation we sat down and had was a very fun and enjoyable one. So I look forward to seeing what you guys have to say when that podcast goes live seven days from today. That being said, I look forward to seeing you then, and uh, enjoy. Cheers, y'all. I'll see you in the next one.